0: bulls gold is delivered to you via the barroom network now in its seventh year of providing podcasts about chicago sports movies and more make sure to subscribe to the barroom network for free and easy downloads of its programming and visit its merchandising store at deepdishtees.com to purchase t-shirts hoodies and mugs now on with the show
1: Gold here on the Ballroom Network, I'm Edward Schuler, joined by Celine Sudawala. Wallace. Celine, how you doing today?
0: Hey, Ed, I'm doing great. It's a, it's a beautiful Sunday morning. It is cold, but I'm doing well. I'm 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 energetic. I got my coffee in me, so not much to complain about, it, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it was a uh, it was cold last week, but it's kind of hot right now. Kind of hot like I.O. DeSumo is doing right now for the Bulls. He's been. Just killing it right now. We're going to get into that on this episode. And we got a lot to get into with IO, the Bulls' last four games, won three out of their last four, not like, giving up a lot of points, but that's kind of the recipe that they have to do right now. But we're also going to get into the NBA trade deadline. Trade deadline, three o'clock Eastern on Thursday. Could be a lot of movement, could be a lot of nothing. Who knows? But we're gonna get into the trades that we want to see, what we think is gonna happen with the Bulls. They had a really eventful trade deadline, as we know last year. And last year, who we had on that episode, and we actually predicted a pretty good amount of things that the Bulls would do in terms of what uh AK's mindset was uh going into the trade deadline. So
0: we're gonna why not we're do gonna that. Yeah, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to get into our crystal ball and make some uh, predictions again. It'll be fun.
1: Exactly. So let's pull out our crystal ball and joining us uh, back again from
0: Bow on oh, Bow. <laughs> <laughs> To do it right. <laughs> I, I, saw the, I saw the fist bump from Dave, so I think you did. Yeah, I think you got he, it. That's uh, because he
2: put the effort in. You heard yeah, the yeah. effort. He tried. <laughs>
1: Every time I try, I think like my effort with it gets better, but I still feel like yeah. I'm not getting to my full potential. <laughs> Let me tell you what your issue
2: is. One, you, you got to really think Avery Johnson. That's what, that's okay, what all right. really think it is. And two, Bow. your voice is just way too deep. <laughs> like it's, just, it's just too hard to go up an octave you know what I'm saying it some. <laughs> some. it's a little difficult that's, that's the, the other part. part
1: I always feel like a cartoon character doing it because I have to like <laughs> my voice out. Cool. <laughs> I will figure it out I will figure it out I gotta channel some Avery Johnson while still keeping my voice but yes, sir. No. Yes,
0: sir. <laughs> did, that, did that sound did that sound better there wow wow Bow. yeah, uh, a little, <laughs> little more funk, little
3: more little more style. There you go. There you see
0: that? Yeah, you felt that, right?
3: Like, yeah, I like there that. You go. yeah, that's like Avery yeah. right there. That's the there high you edge. go. Yeah, I like that.
0: I, I was uh, trying to rem- I was trying to, you know, like you said channel my inner Avery Johnson. Yeah, man. Just, just think
2: Avery. Yo, when all else fails, think Avery. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, man. Big Dave seated up joining us again, man. Glad to have you guys
0: back. How y'all doing? Good, Good man. man. Oh, good. Man. That just Thank that you know, doesn't sound good. though you just say we no, we're good. He's just like we're no,
2: good. We good. Just like, <laughs> we ready. We good. We ready. We chilling. Celine we can talk about this new beard you are trying out right here. What a
0: grown man. Goatee you got happening? This beard is just me being lazy to like not like trim it and and shape it. It just I'll, okay. I'll probably do it at some point. I might have to shave it again because I'm I'm gonna be doing some interviews soon. So I'm have okay. to get rid right. get rid of, get rid so, of the bad boy. But okay. we'll see how that works out. How long out. has oh. that
2: been? How long
0: has that been there? Um, since you've shaved it, I'm saying. Oh, like since I've, like, so I don't remember, actually. I think maybe, like, so, like, to get, like, this, I think it's, like, a month. Okay. Like, that yes. I don't, like, touch it. Mm-hmm. That's about, like, a month. Um, but like I, tr- Yeah, I trimmed it, like, two weeks ago and, like, to shape it out, like, to kind yeah. of just have, like, not look like a bum, like I, that. That I, <laughs> like I just came off the street. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I it. I literally have not done this since like mid December. I haven't yeah. done anything since like I, you know.
0: It's like a pain for me because like I always like I was I've I've, I've talked about my beard way too many times on, on this pod, but sorry, y'all probably can't tell. I'm um, right now. I don't know if you can, but like my my facial hair is literally from my tip tip of my cheekbone it starts oh, wow. there oh damn! and was, then like, like on, you see on my neck team, like, for really, like, yeah i am like i'm i'm a hairy ass it is, <laughs> like, it's, right. <laughs> it's almost like you have a mask on like like you could. Can- no for real like it's crazy like <laughs> and you, you know what the wildest part is like there was a point in my life that i thought i couldn't grow a beard
2: <laughs>
0: it was like, oh, you want to be?
1: <laughs> uh, well, we you know. you right, we're gonna get you <laughs> and, one now. <laughs> you no, know, and it's like
0: it's like what like I wonder like how, how how much I'm holding myself back. Like
3: what else did I think I couldn't do that I probably <laughs> <couldn't> do?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so so just think it so so just think it into reality, right?
2: Right.
1: See, on that same note, speaking stuff into existence, if I had told all of you guys at the beginning of the year that we would have a second round pick who in his last four games would have at least eight assists in each of those games, what would you think?
2: I would think somebody got hurt. First of all, because <laughs> that's a lot of assists, but but yeah, I'd be like, wow. But then I'd be like, that's a that's a, a A.K. and Mark Evansley. Like that's exactly what I would say. Like, yep, A.K. Mark Evansley being right again about something, doing something correct. So yeah, it's 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 a surprise. I don't think it's I'm a big surprise for me, but it's definitely a surprise. I don't think people thought uh, I.O. would be along this far uh to his career to where and i said this on on locked on book when lonzo went down i didn't bat an eye because i was like i got io like okay Io will be the starting point guard now like and to think a rookie can provide that kind of comfort you know what i'm saying for for your team to where you don't even flinch that your starting point guard who you wanted for years went down and you're like no we'll be fine like that's that's the biggest compliment I could probably give him, man. So to answer your question, yeah,
0: I'd be man. surprised but not shocked. 40- I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll say this: I outside of Demar, I don't feel more confidence than anyone else handling the ball right now. Mm. Mm. Like get in that half court, like. Give the ball to Io. If if Demar doesn't have it, give it to Io, and then we'll go to Zach, and then so forth. But like that OKC game was telling to me. Like when he went, like when he got fouled out, and then the Bulls just started like completely making stupid turnovers, bad decisions to close the game. It's like, come on, like how that, that was just like telling right there. It's like man, this kid can really handle you know, the pressure. And and he really has, like, I know he showed some in college, but when he started in, um, when he started the season as a professional, you saw him kind of not being able to right away adjust to the, the professional game. But then as the season's gone on, like things have slowed down to, for him. And he's just kind of like, yeah, I know what to do now. It's kind of like him just like learning you know, somebody made a comparison of the matrix that the software was downloaded into him now. And like, he's, he, he, he's figured it out. He's the one it's it's like, almost
3: like that. He, he's got yeah, to answer your question. Yeah. I, 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 I guess I, I shared with Dave, Dave stops like somebody had to be injured, but the summer league, man, even the bits and pieces I saw in summer league, man, I was just impressed how you ran a fast break. I was like, he knows how to run a, a fast break and he knows how to be a point guard And I was kind of surprised, actually, the early year, they didn't kind of want him to run point guard. (laughs) They just like, nah, not yet. So I don't know, maybe in practice he was bad at running point guard, but he was a point guard in college. So I wanted to see it. Now that I see it, did I think he'd be this good at it? Maybe not, but I knew he naturally is a point guard. He knows how to dribble the ball. And to your point, man, Celine, um, the fact that – now, I love Zach Levine. Give me You know, of course, we 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 gonna talk bad about somebody You've gotta you know, state that you love him He's a good player and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. you're different. I, I don't I don't I don't trust Levine handling the ball in the playoffs across the half court doing a tough decision. I will worry, like why should I have to worry about my potential my potential max player is going to drill the ball off his foot in the playoff game <laughs> in the full quarter right. and, or, or drew me into a trap past half court. Like like the fact that Io is you know, he's ready to do that. At least, and I'm afraid that's going to happen. And to your point, Ayo being gone, OKC game just made it more obvious that that he's actually the solidifier and the very issue point guard, and made it obvious that Levine, even DeRozan, at some point, right, they aren't pure ball handlers. You know, Levine, I get nervous with him more than um more than um Demar. Like to me, Levine, I should be able to trust my six six two guard to bring the ball past half court. You shouldn't have to rely on IO for that.
0: I, I don't get nervous with DeMar at all. Like, I'm just – most of the time I'm screaming, get the ball to DeMar. What the hell are you guys doing?
3: It's just like, so I'm so slow doing it, right?
0: Yeah. But, like, I mean, that's what that's what the playoff ball is, like, especially late in the game. you And when you set up in the half court, it's just like, let's calm down. Let's not try to rush this. And let's get a good possession here. So, yeah, I mean – and then, like, with Zach, I, I mean, he has improved this season and in regards to handling the ball at times. But he, there's times he reverts back to, like, just not – he gets very careless with the ball. He gets too, like – like, he doesn't protect it. Like, he'll go into defend it, defenders just carelessly leading the ball and it's like, dude, what are you doing? You're going to get stripped. That's obviously you were going to get stripped there. Why did you do that? <laughs> was like, so, it's just like I, – like, I don't know. I think he thinks he's just, like, so fast that he can just, you know, avoid avoid it, but – yeah, he, I think he's gotten better. Like, you see his clutch numbers. He'd Like, he only had, like, one – I think when I looked last, maybe he's at more now, but he only had, like, one turnover in, in the last five minutes of close games. Um, and that a, a lot of that did have to do with him being off ball more, for sure. I, I, I have no doubt about that. But, like, he was also, when he got the ball, making quicker decisions. And I think that's what it comes down to, Zach. It's like, stop holding on to the ball so much quick. Just either you're going to attack, shoot, or move it. Just stop. Don't put the ball on the court and try to like dribble around over dribble and get to try to get too fancy with it. So do you guys
1: feel good about the quality of possessions that we'll get from this team in big games and in the playoffs when we get to that time in terms of half court possessions, when those possessions start meaning, a ton each time with DeMar and Zach handling the ball I'm sure we're gonna get Lonzo when he comes back he'll be he he might even get a few possessions at the ball funnels to him I O might be in that situation a few times when the second unit comes in so do y'all feel good about the decision making that these players can make against the best defenses in the league when it matters
2: oh yeah I do um I've I've say, I've been on record saying this team is built for the playoffs, which means they're built for half court. Mm-hmm. Um, it's why I, I would scream about Vooch to people all the time because in the playoffs, when it becomes a half court game, you're going to need a dude who can pound inside and can score uh, around the bucket as easily as he can. Uh, you're going to need a DeMar DeRozan, who we all see what he is. You know, the mid-range game is built for half court offenses and things like that. Um, Zach Levine uh, being off the ball but also being that slasher, uh also being that three point shooter will also pay dividends as well. And and Lonzo Ball's IQ uh is what I'll always lean on as far as what they'll be doing in the half court. And now Io's IQ I can also lean on as far as that. If if it was other guards that were running this offense, uh point guards, I mean, running this offense, I'd I'd have a little worry, you know, about that fact. But Io and Lonzo and Caruso for that matter kind of remove that worry for me. Uh, as far as like a half court team and plus having Caruso who's been there and done that and having DeMar who's been there and done that, you know, having those two guys there who can provide that calm and that pan. you know, when, when it gets that close, then you're turning the ball over and you don't know how to stop the leak. I got, I got a guy who can stop a leak, you know what I'm saying? I got another guy who can stop the leak on defense. So yeah, like I'm comfortable when every, when we are full strength that, they are going to be a huge problem for a team to contend with in the half court because they can slow the ball down, but not only can they slow it down, they can clamp you up on the defensive end when you're trying to run your offense. It's going to be super difficult for those teams to go against that death by a thousand cuts defense uh, when they're trying to run that half court and everybody's switching the entire time. And everybody who's on you is your height and can defend you. Um, it's, It's going to be a problem. So yeah, the Bulls, I think they'll, They'll pay dividends in in the playoffs in that half court, and Billy Donovan and Mo Cheeks. So I don't want to leave them out either.
3: Yeah, you know, I think um, besides just be worried about maybe Levine because, like, I thought those habits we mentioned before were gone, and it's crept up now and then. You know, uh, I just know it's going to creep. I know it's going to happen again in the playoffs. Something's going to happen when Levine's going to just do something silly, dribble to double team ball mm-hmm. off the leg, and, you know, every possession counts in the playoffs. But today's point, man, when this team gets together, we, and everyone should be healthy, hopefully, or playing at a high um, caliber when they get back to the court um, before the playoffs, mm-hmm. and Caruso and, uh, and Ball. To your point, Dave, it's a good point, man. Half-court, offense, this team, when you play a team and you know their offense, right, it's not just like one game. you are play this team over and over again. And when they, when they, if this team was good just playing that one game in the regular season, imagine how good they are. When they play you over and over again in the playoffs, and they know your offense, you know Caruso oh. and Ball are going to know your plays. they're going to know when you the ball and, and all the tip passes and and you know ball jumping screens and and of course throwing IO in that in that matchup too. And uh, you know in the defensive end, they, you're two pointing. They make sure they are going to shut down. I think you can see some shutdown um um defense, you know, in the playoffs with this Bulls team and um. One flaw may, may come up, which may be obvious, which I think is obvious to me, is that, you know, Ball's inability to penetrate. Mm-hmm. Um, he could, Because he doesn't finish well at the rim, so he doesn't attack the rim often. Lyleo um, right. put the league on alert. Like, Lyleo was already a better penetrator in the ball. And that dunk against Indiana, he put him on alert. Like, when I go to the bucket, you better come out at me. So yeah. after that dunk against Indiana, you know for sure he's going to have way, much more easier lanes to pass the ball once he penetrates. I do worry about Ball's offense in the half court, on, you know, in the playoffs because his inability to penetrate or unwillingness to do so may hamper the Bulls' offense. Well, Io comes in the game, you're going to see Ayo be able to knife through the defense in the playoffs in the half court and be more effective as far as, you know, cutting the basket, being a threat to finish at the rim and also dish it out. So I think you may like IO a little bit more than Ball sometimes, especially handling the ball. But uh is I can't wait to see it because I hope to team you form like like uh, transformers they finally get together before the playoffs. Right. Voltron, son. Yeah. Voltron. Yeah. You don't form Voltron. like transformers, you form like Voltron. I, I don't know why. I what are we doing, I have, son? Like, I have like had like four I had like four Voltron toys. I had no idea why I said that thing. <laughs> I know Voltron, You so. ain't keeping it real. three toys. But yeah, um, yeah, I can't wait to play. Yeah, and I just want to see this team hold, man. I know you guys want to the, the Yeah, want to see yeah 100%. Especially with you know, approve IO. you know. I want to see it
0: there. So, so, let me ask you guys, like, with IO, obviously, when you have a second-round pick, a lot of times people, you know, don't want to project too much on potential of a second-round pick, and you kind of still have that in your mindset, like, oh, he's still only a second-round pick. But now you've seen what he's done, and – Obviously, if he was taken again in the draft, there's no way that obviously the conversation of being 37 teams passing on him. But I don't think there there arguably probably aren't 14 teams passing on him. Like in the lie, he's probably a lottery pick just the way he's played this season. You would think there's there's a got a lot of player teams that are taking him over certain other guys. So with that said. What do you think his ceiling now is? Is he? Do you and, and do you see him in a year or two being the starting point guard for the Bulls? Do you? What? What? Like? Is that that the floor, or do you see his ceiling even higher than that? So, well, let's start with you, Dave. Like, what? Where do you? Where do you see it at at, at this point?
2: Oh, it's a tough question to answer, um, because I'll, I'll want to see some more, I guess, from his season. But I guess as far as what I've seen. Yeah, his, his ceiling right now is starting point guard for the Chicago Bulls. Like, there's no doubt about that. Um, I think that's where his mind should be, and I think that's what he should be focused on. It definitely seems like that's what he's focused on. Uh, his his maturation and his growth will also dictate how the Bulls can fill holes going forward in a few years. Um, if they have a, you know, huge hole or something they need to fill, guy, guys like you know, guards, other guards just become expendable. Like we immediately talked about Kobe White when, when IO, you know, kind of grew into what he is. Immediately everybody was like, Kobe White's expendable. You, you can, you can go get somebody, even though a lot of people were trying to trade him even before <laughs> that happened, it was like, go be out of here right, before, right. know, before that occurred. Um, right. But now <laughs> it truly is like expendable. Like you say, okay, I can lose him, but I know what I still have in IO going forward if this continues and that growth continues, they're going to say that same thing about Lonzo. Uh, they're going to say, oh, man, you know what? I could probably move him to the starting lineup and I'll be okay, you know, without Lonzo. You know, I think we should, you know, maybe look into that. So if it's a glaring hole going forward for the Bulls that occurs, it it could make Lonzo uh, expendable as far as a trade piece because you're not going to trade Ayo. I know that. <laughs> you're not going to get rid of that dude. Um, so if it came down to it, you would you would look at Lonzo. But luckily, I don't have to worry about that yet. Because um, honestly, it's a very good problem to have because these are both two really good uh, point guards for your team in a position that you were lacking at for a long time, and now you've got two really great ones there. Um, but yeah, man, I think his ceiling is that uh, a guy who can be an All NBA player. Uh oh, okay. A guy, a guy who you can look at because that position of point guard is the most valuable position in the NBA, and that's my opinion. I've always felt that way about point guard. If you have a good point guard, great point guard, it will take you very, very far uh, in this league. They don't have to be all-star, superstar, but if they are, your team will thrive. John Morant is the first thing that comes to mind when I think of that. Chris Paul, uh, Steph Curry, you know what I'm saying? Like, those great ones, usually their teams are really great behind them as well. It's usually how it works. Um, So, it, it makes it interesting uh, if IO ceiling is what that all NBA player, um, that guy who can start and will start for your team and not just a spot starter, you know, like an 82 game. This is IO D'Sumu. We good. You know what I'm saying? Let's roll with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see how it continues to grow and continues to move forward, man. Because, like I said, it's a good problem. It's a good problem to have. But I, I do think that's his ceiling, like an all NBA uh, point guard, all defensive guy. He can, he can. He can do that too, man. Like he can do play the defense as well, and he could probably sneak in there too, like that. So, yeah, that's how, that's kind of how I see it. Selling like all NBA, all eighty-two game starter.
3: Chris, definitely, man. Uh, all NBA, um, all defensive, all defensive team. And I think he has potential. He definitely, he's definitely an NBA starter, right? I think he has the potential to make one of a couple of all-star teams as well, as well. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes an all-star teams I'm um, going for it because one season we see him improve his game. He's, and you see him maybe not only improve his game, but, like, show his game, right? You know, he was always a point guard, but they, they didn't let him run point. It wasn't like he learned how to be a point guard this year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We no, see him sure. have games where he had a mid-range game. He said, I have a mid-range game, but he told me to use it, so I use it. So I can see him, especially, especially next year or even the following years, him to really exploit his offense a little more, and that's only going to open up a ton of stuff. Um, you may see him become a more of a scorer, and then you're gonna see him way much more as a two way player in in the mm-hmm. NBA. And I can see him have a couple of good years, man, where he makes some All Star teams. And because, uh, like, I can't see him regressing. You know, he's almost All Star right. right now, so like, yeah, he's only going going to get better. Definitely a uh, at to today's point, man. He does make even one expendable, right? You start thinking twice. You know, right now he's a, probably a better, he's a better pure point guard than Ball. Ball obviously has height, you know, and is very good at defense. can, can guard big players. That's his advantage right now. And also he's willing to shoot those threes like that. But at the end of the day, Ayo might be the better all around player. And and your team could look way different when you, you deal Ball, you deal, you deal a White, and you start building your team much more differently just because he is that good of a player. So, um, yeah, I think the Bulls are going to keep doing that. Yeah, I think uh, future All-Star, I wouldn't be surprised.
2: No, I still, yeah. I still got Lonzo as the better point guard. Like, I still think he's the better point guard right now. Like, okay. with the passing that we've seen and the way this dude can defend pretty much everybody on the other end of the floor. Like we've seen those possessions where Alonzo Ball is the reason everything, the defense uh worked as it did. Like he switched off of everybody, guarded every single person, mm-hmm. got the steal or got the block, started the break, made the pass for the layup. Like we've seen that happen uh with him. I think I think he is. I think he's a right now he's a better point guard than than Io is. But Io provides you more uh, like you said, Chris, like that all around as far as the scoring, like the mid-range and all those things like that. On the offense, I think he provides you that. But passing, all that, dude, Lonzo is a better passer than me. Like, Io's dope well, on that interior, giving it to the big man when he's doing the no looks, no smooth ones, when he's driving to the bucket. Yeah, Lonzo, but Lonzo can do that and beat Tom Brady from half court you know, and throw so it alley from half court,
3: bro.
2: I think it's about
3: the happen. That's why And i say this I'll say, like, Ios is going to be a better point guard, pure point guard than Lonzo. Maybe not now, To your point, he could have. Yeah, yeah. I'm not against point that. Point guard because he penetrates, yeah. and and to your point, the advantage vanish Lonzo is his size in the defense, obviously. But I think and his vision.
2: I, see, I his think balls.
3: It's crazy. I see balls like yeah, he's going to be a better point guard than me as far as like passing and stuff. It's it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, right, but It's going to happen. I <laughs> think
0: I do think Ios better in the half court, like because of the fact that he can put pressure at the rim, like. I think that reason is, but like overall, like definitely Lonzo is the better player. I mean, that's not a that's not our argument or even a doubt as far as what the, the players are right now. Definitely, that's hundred percent true.
1: This team is about to get expensive as hell, mm. <laughs> mm. and let me tell you why. For all the reasons you guys just said, because this is a great problem. Like Dave said, you got at full strength, Ayodele Desumu is your fifth guard. Or Kobe, why is your fifth guard? I don't know. Right,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of crazy to think about. Uh, yeah. And remember, remember I- we <laughs> went. Oh, sorry, go ahead. And I was just saying. I remember when we went from having like too many bigs to like not having enough yeah. like perimeter guys. Now we have like. Mm. The, it's the it's guards. been the opposite. We have a lot of guards and perimeter guys, but we don't have enough things.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and yeah. even if you want to get like technical, I mean, Javante Green, the size of a guard, but he plays. Yeah. Four. <laughs> so it's just, they got he so did. much up on this team. Uh, mm-hmm. So the thing with IO is that impresses me the most is he's a good athlete, but when I watch games, I feel like he's not even, doing a whole bunch of things that are really reliant on his athleticism. Like he's really high IQ. He has great timing. He just has a great feel for the game and he can make those athletic plays like he did against Indiana, but like, he's not super reliant on those either. Like he's just such a really smart basketball player. And I don't want to get ahead of myself with the potential, but he absolutely could be an all-star one day. Especially if he starts making athletic plays like that
2: mm-hmm.
1: on the regular, yeah. I mean, th- th- there's so much potential here with Io. And yeah, if you do a redraft tomorrow, he's somewhere around the lottery. Yeah, bro. <laughs> a yeah, a two-way guard play. with length and athleticism yeah. and basketball IQ, like yeah, yeah, he's up there. So it, this team's gonna get expensive because Io yeah. he is a restricted free agent after next season. Right. And then mm-hmm. you still got, you got Zach Levine coming up this summer. You got to extend. And then mm-hmm. I think Vooch is off the books, but you're still going to want to do something about that. DeMar is still going to be on the books. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Colby's a free agent at that time too. Yeah. This team gonna get expensive. It, they talented. It. And it's a good I'm problem all to have. On
0: the books. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. I yeah. think, yeah, I, I, like, I almost don't want to jinx it by putting that kind of potential on him because it was like, man, I don't want to, like, say that. He's kind of still like that, um, what do you call it, The v- the ptsd of saying like larry was gonna be this guy and then like <laughs> he didn't become that guy or like expecting, <laughs> expecting other, old bull stuff man old i know bull it's bull, it's, bull, it's still bull, like that bull, you know bull, when you bull. when you have certain players and you, you're expecting yeah, the the hot sauce uh, See, it's you're, like- you're, you're, you're expecting like i said you're expecting those certain expectations but like it's obviously it's a different era and we're seeing like some, all these young guys, how they're developing because they're in a, they're in a good system under a good foundation and all that stuff are surrounded by, you know, intelligent high field players uh, under a a good coaching staff under a good development staff. And then obviously under a a really good uh, VP and GM combo. So, You know, you see all that set up. We're back and functioning at all levels. You know, the gears are functioning at all levels again, very smoothly. Yeah. It's, you know, so I see the development going the same way. And yeah, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if one day we find out, like, you know, we're, we're sitting there waiting on a Thursday and, like, wondering if Io's going to get selected to the All-Star game. Maybe yeah. I'm, yeah. Maybe like I said, maybe I am drinking the Kool-Aid right now a little bit too. But no, it just feel like man. Like this can no this no, is logical. Yeah. And I I've said it. Like I've gone from I've gone from as as C Red Fred would say, wanting Mini Cooper to you know, I now I'm at like I, I like I never hated the IO pick. I didn't dislike it. Like I just wanted I wanted Amari Cooper. But now I'm at like man, this kid's probably my favorite player because like that's the guys I gravitate. I've always, like said, I gravitate towards guys. Outside of MJ, I always have gravitated towards guys who you didn't expect to be this good. Guys that play with a chip on their shoulder. And that's why I've always said, that's why Joaquin Noah is my favorite player on those those like uh, Tibbs Bulls teams. That's why Jimmy Butler, I still stand that man till like, <laughs> you guys know how much I stand mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler. Just because of that, like we, no one expected Jimmy to be this guy. And he always plays with a chip on his shoulder. So, and that's IO. Like nobody's ex- like, you know, I, I know there's the hardcore Illini fans that will say, Oh, I always expected him to be this great, whatever, whatever. But like him coming out and just being like this as a rookie, I don't care how old he is. He's still a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and coming in and, and, Acting like a veteran at times, like like reeling in his veterans, like going out there and grabbing Demar to, to calm down, grabbing <laughs> Zach right. to calm down, and and being like I said, that guys like outside of Demar, I don't trust anyone else to have the ball as much. Um, in in the half court, like because I'm scared that they're gonna probably turn the ball over, um, <laughs> or make a bad decision. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, man, this is, this is just amazing. I can't believe this has happened. Like, in the 38th pick, we, we didn't have a first-round pick, and then 38th pick turned into a lottery talent. Mm-hmm. But also, Slay,
2: I'm very interested to see him. And, uh, Dub, I, I'll, I'll give it to you after this. But I, I definitely am interested to see him when teams start game planning for him.
0: That's true. That's because true. right
2: now, he is kind of playing with free money. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when Dub said, like, that dunk put the, them on notice, that means that they're going to be looking at you before the game starts. That means you're going to get a package. You know what I'm saying? Right, you're going on the board. You know what I'm saying? They're looking at you. That's putting the league on notice. It's not just my arrival. I'm here. It's the, oh, okay, we got a game plan for you now, too. You know, you think about that with rookie quarterbacks or, you know, whatever, rookie anything. It's cool when they're doing it, but then you have to see it when – the double teams are coming at you when they put their best defender on you. You know what I'm saying? When they take some, when they try to take things away that you like to do, you know, like, so I'm interested to watch that. Like, so I'm interested to watch when they play teams like Miami, who they probably, I think they play at the end of the year. I mean, yeah, the end of this month, excuse me. Um, like Eric Sposter, like he does that stuff. You know, he game plans for, you know, what you like to do, no matter who you are on the team. If you're good, he's game planning for you. So that's what I'm interested to see. And then I'll have a better uh idea, dub, about you know what IO truly will be. That's a, that's also, a-
0: also I called Sharif uh, I called Sharif Cooper Amari Cooper. I, I don't know why I did <laughs> I did. I, we let it go. We we let it go. I always have I we always heard, have the, him, man. Nah, I always have these I always have these moments in my head, like where all right. well, I will say guys, something else when I've all leave.
1: been there, man. <laughs>
0: But I have these all the time where I, I say the wrong right, name. Right. I don't know why. It's just like, wait a second. That's all right. right. That's not. Mike Cooper plays football. Right. What am I talking about?
3: <laughs> but, uh, Sharif Cooper. That. Sharif Cooper. Man, that, that's a very good way to think about it because I expect Ayo to adjust. And it's the point, like, like I know he would get better from it. I don't, I don't think this is no, – you know, yeah, yeah. Like, the first time he sees that, we see this guy jump on his right hand or something like that, and he goes, oh, mm-hmm. he's going to mess up. But I know that he's going to adjust to it, not only because he's a smart player, but he also he uses his teammates to get his shots. This is what I like about him compared to the ball. He can use Vooch to get open shots. He knows how to get guys that penetrate open shots. So he did that in turn, gets him open shots. So I think, mm-hmm. I think he, I hope that he would handle that better. You know he would handle it well when teams start, you know, planning for him, especially since now he's getting more tick. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the fun of it, right, to watch the game, to see how he, how he gets right. better from it and whatnot. Right. And uh, I want to say something. Like, I think I.O., uh, to your point, Ed, is that I think, to what you said, I think he's the fastest player on the team. I tweeted out, like, I think he's like, he's like, he breaks out of speed in case of emergencies, right? He's always the fastest to the ball. And when I watch him play, I think he's the fastest guy on the court most of the time. Mm-hmm. I think he's the fastest guy on the Bulls. I just think he is. I don't know, you know. So, and I, but that's to your point. Right? He doesn't use it. He only uses it when he needs to use it, right? He's not like Westbrook, He's constantly using it. He understands pace and when to use it to get his teammates open shots and when to attack the basket.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah he's so like I, a yeah. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised if Ayo comes up with you know hanging around Gary Payton trying to post up a smaller guard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, and and also. As far as expensive, as far as the, the Bulls, you know, team being expensive, great. You know, I brought up a couple weeks ago. I'm looking at the salaries of these teams. The top five. Yeah. I right now. I got Golden State championship aspirations, 178 million dollars. Brooklyn championship aspirations, 176 million dollars. Team. Clippers championship aspirations, 173. The Lakers, 163. The Milwaukee, 159. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you want to win a championship, uh, spend that money. You gotta get the money. So. Yeah. If, Right now you're hanging around Cleveland, Indiana, one thirty five, Phoenix. You know, of course, Phoenix. We going to go a little bit got to pay some people. Phoenix around one thirty one, Indiana and Atlanta, right? Cleveland, Washington. You should, if you want to win the championship, you can't be in that in that group with Minnesota and Washington. You know what you're doing. You got to be able to be up there with the big boys. That means you got to pay some folks and mm-hmm. pay the money in that tax. So
1: yeah,
3: uh, I think it's a good position that we have the opportunity to pay someone money and actually. Spend money well, right to get a ship, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. good position yeah. for the bulls to be in yes, and Celine was talking
1: about uh you know looking at the older Bulls teams and how we got burnt by so many players, but like the thing about the old days is that's the old days, and <laughs> <laughs> the The other thing to think about though, is that those teams they didn't have this like crew of veterans that I feel like enhances and solidifies their upside. You think about Jimmy Butler and the team that he came in on, right? Championship team, good veterans, an MVP, all-stars, good coach. Bulls were a good organization at that time. So when he broke out, it was like you could look back and see the reasons why. You could see where those seeds came from. So if Io does the same thing, you could look back and be like, this is where it started. Because when you play with a team of guys, like y'all mentioned, he's coming out of nowhere. He's kind of playing with free cheese right now, but he's still learning at the same time. He's got those good vets around him. He's got someone like DeMar DeRozan who drove two and a half hours to see his jersey retirement, right? Mm -hmm. All that stuff is going to add up, I think. So, I like I like his upside a little bit more than or I feel good about it a little bit more than what we've had in the past where we were like, man, I just hope one day Chris Dunn wakes up and he's just able to break guys (laughs) off off the dribble with no one else on the roster to really help him out. Or I hope Lowry just figures out how to post small guards up and hit these dirt shots and stuff with no one else to really do anything for him. Like Zach Levine figured it out, but Zach Levine is just a different level of talent. Than those guys, correct? Different
2: mindset. But yeah, you're right. We're not in a we're not in an era of hope anymore.
1: Yeah, when, you know, when there's no hope and here. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's
2: like
1: I, I feel sure. good about <laughs> it, right? I, I feel good about yeah. these yeah. things. Like, yeah. I'm not saying I was going to become like a perennial all star, but I feel good about the chances of him sticking and becoming a really solid player because of what we, especially like going into the season when we were talking about these role players who were on championship teams or like contenders. When we looked at like past bulls, like campaign was trashed in the Chicago bulls goes to Phoenix. And all of a sudden campaign looks pretty solid as a backup. It's like, man, imagine if campaign came in as a rookie on the Phoenix suns and was that player. We would think really differently about campaigns upside going forward. Right. Same with Bobby Portis. Imagine if he got drafted to that Milwaukee team as a rookie and he came in and started doing that. We would think differently about them, but they came in on bad teams. So it's just like, it's just different. Even looking at Zach Levine starting on Minnesota. And now mm. Wiggins, Towns, Levine, three all-stars that won that Minnesota team. It's just crazy. Right.
3: You know, it's like yeah. when, when you hear like veteran NBA players talk, especially Sean Barker, right? Yeah. You know, always say, I'm so fortunate to be on a team with veterans. They should me be what to do. And most, and he always he always points out the fact that when he came as a rookie, he had guys on the team to tell him how to be a professional,
0: mm-hmm. and he, so but he had
3: room to grow. And his complaint is that a lot of these teams in Houston, whatever, they don't have a good mixture. And most vets will say that, right? I, we should, it's great to have a good mixture of uh, vets and coaches, but say it's good, it's good to have a good mixture of veterans and young people in the team. You want a good mixture. GMs say it, but it doesn't always happen, right? Mm. The Bull, it's happening now with the Bulls. You got a lot of veterans, veterans and some young players and you know, not, like you said, not IO being asked to play out of position or being passed to play, you know, where he is now as far as talent. You know, he's not being forced to like, do things that he can't do yet. He can have a slot. He have a place on his veteran team where he like you mentioned Dave, he, he has free cheese right on his team. You know, he's not exposed mm-hmm. as much right now because he's on a team veteran that's good and he could find his niche much, much easier, easily easily than a young player come on a team with a bunch of young dudes who don't know what they're doing. Can you imagine Tracy McGrady? I mean, I love Tracy McGrady. He's one of the best players ever to play basketball. He just is, Mm -hmm. but he was never on a team to today's point that you had came in with a veteran, you know, veterans on the team to show him the ropes, show him how to win. He was always the guy with young dudes, and this dude was like one of the best players ever to play basketball. Mm -hmm. But He can win anything because I think that he just wasn't on a team full of vets. Proven where he could slowly find his niche and learn how to win to be a, uh, be a, be a star and handle that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah to your point, situation yeah. is key, especially when you get drafted as a young, as a young player.
1: Yeah, it makes, it makes a world of a difference. Uh, real quick, before we get into all the trade deadline stuff, we got to get somebody their flowers. Uh, Dave Vooch, he's on fire right now. And you look at the numbers, he's starting to regress back or he's about to progress to the mean.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: he's been on fire. And
2: yeah.
1: if he's playing like this, <laughs> this team is going to be... In trouble. You're in trouble. <laughs> if he's playing like yes. this going forward, this team, when they get back to full strength, oh, man. But, yeah, again, real quick, yeah. what what do you think about the way Vooch has been playing these last, like, 15 or so, 16 or so games? Like, he's he's been killing it in the new year.
2: yeah. You know, uh, thank you for the flowers, too. They're beautiful. Um, (laughs) My whole thing is, you know, when when I've been talking to Bulls fans is, you know, I've been preaching patience probably since AK and Mark Evans got here. That's one thing I've really been preaching is y'all just got to wait. Y'all just got to be patient, man. Just let it go through its cycle. You know, first when the season started, it was Kobe White. Uh, When it started this year, I'm preaching patience on Kobe White. Because after nine games, fans, get him out. (laughs) He's (laughs) He's He's the worst. And I'm like, dude, he's played nine games. He ain't played basketball in six months. And then he gets COVID. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And then he's got to go out. How about we revisit this in a month? You know what I'm saying? And then in a month, I couldn't find anybody. (laughs) Everybody was gone. You know, nobody wanted to talk to me. And, I, and and it wasn't to say that I wasn't willing to trade Kobe. It was just willing to say that they were telling me to trade him because he's trash and he's done and he can't do it. And we got to get him out of here. And I'm like, no, let's he's not that he was missing layups. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, dog. He's not ready yet. Give him some time. It's a long season with Vooch. Him being inconsistent, uh, I was much more patient on uh, because one, he was, he's never been a third option. It's not what he's used to. He's always the number one dude, right? Everything mm-hmm. is kind of built around him and starts with him. He touches the ball much more, you know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. He had to be a third option. Two, he had to figure out where to be that third option. He didn't, did did you all need me to shoot threes more? Do I got to go inside more? Uh, I don't know. Then again, COVID hit and kind of flipped a lot of things and changed a lot of stuff for everybody. So he really couldn't get that rhythm going. So it was a lot of inconsistencies. And he was having some terrible shooting nights, uh, you know, to a 14, you know, letting Dwayne Detman go in on you. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. I mean, that was just ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? With all that said, I would look at his stat and see he's averaging 16 points and 11 rebounds. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And then I would look and see he was hitting key three-pointers that were winning games for the Chicago Bulls in the fourth quarter like colossally huge shots. He was doing that. So I'm like, okay, so he's still being serviceable even though he's slumping. A lot of Bulls fans didn't see it that way. They was like, nope, done, he's trash, get him out. This is normal, he's going to do it all the time, I know it. And I know where they're speaking from. (laughs) They're speaking from a place of, you know, of hurt because we're Bulls fans, right? What used to be hurt and disgust, it's, it's been a normal thing. But when you have a new regime, you have to have a new way of thinking. You know what I mean? Like everything can't be like that. This is what regular, normal, good basketball teams kind of go through the peaks and valleys of a season. This is how it works. You know what I'm saying? With Vooch, it was new to him. You know what I'm saying? He's never been like this. This is his first time being in a new city. You know what I'm saying? Playing for somebody else. This is a new office. Everything's new. Once you saw guys start getting injured. He became, he stepped up and became the number two option. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, well, fine. You'll be that number two. Zach is out. You're the number two option. You know what I'm saying? Lonzo isn't here no more. Well, you know, you're going to have to be inside a little more. You know what I'm saying? Instead of hanging out on the perimeter and stuff like that. He had to change, like, figure out, like, okay, I'll just go inside. You know what I mean? Because if his shot isn't working, he's still seven feet tall and well over, like, 240 pounds. Nice. He's still a huge individual. You know what I'm saying? And knows it and plays like it. So that's the main thing that changed over these these past few. He said, okay, my shot isn't working. I'm going to go inside. Let me go inside and do it that way and score the goal that way. The points I thought were pretty much the same because, again, he was averaging 16 and 11. So he was putting up like 18 and 14, but it was just more efficient. You know what I'm saying? The field goal percentage was just so much better. And then once that starts happening, then your three-point shot gets a little bit better. Now he doesn't have to stand out there and take six he might take three now. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a problem with him taking six, especially if he's hitting four of them. I don't have that huge issue of it, but mm-hmm. he needed to chill on that just for a little bit right now, you know, so he can score a little bit better for the team. Once that bad game happened in Orlando, I think that's when it all clicked because he went home and and, and laid an egg and mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I'm at the house and I did that. Nah, man. He's a dude with pride, like a real pride. You know what I'm saying? And like DeMar DeRozan kept saying, like, I know, I know how hard he works. I watch it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's going to click for him at some point in time. I saw it kind of clicking in the Boston game. I believe he had like 24 and 12 and 6 that game. That's not a normal stat line. He put up a stat line you see, that had never been put up in the history of the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when you do stuff like that, you're not trash. You know what I'm saying? You're not a terrible basketball player. When you're top five in double-doubles. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't trash things that people do right here. This isn't normal. And then I see him put up 35 and 15 or 16 with, like, what, four or five assists and like, three blocks. And then I've watched Bulls fans poo-poo that. <laughs> Be like, no, of course. There was nobody out there. He, of course he did. Well, tell me what Tony Bradley's stat line was that game then. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, if, that ain't normal. I don't care who out there. You don't just be dropping 35, 16 on people. That's not a thing. But he's that damn good. And I just want Bulls fans to chill on it. Let him get reacclimated. Let him figure it out. You'll see what he can provide for this team. That's all I wanted. And he's looking good doing it. I just wanted people to chill.
1: That's fire right there, man.
2: (laughs) I've been wanting to get that out since Saturday. I appreciate it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'll say this too, this like it. with with Vooch, it's. I think he's at a point now and like I I had tweeted the other day since January first, like his averages, what he's doing out there is exactly what we need from him as a third option, third best player. Like he's like I said, he's put he's putting up nineteen points per game, eleven point seven rebounds, so like twelve rebounds a game, like about four assists a game, like three point seven, but round up to 4. Once yeah, one steal per game, one blocks per game, you know, and and he's efficient too. Like he's shooting 50% from the field. The three point mm. percentage is 31%, but like that's whatever. He's so he still spaces the floor. Um 93% from the free throw line. Mm. Um 56.5% uh true shooting percentage. So he's efficient, mm. right? His offense is solid efficiency. Uh, so that's what he's been doing since January 1st. Like, as he had some bad games in the mix between, yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. That, but defensively, like, even, even before January, like, from the beginning of the season, defensively, he's done, for the most part, he's done his job. And we also saw Zach Levine. We've seen, forget Zach, what we, Zach said recently, Billy's constantly said, Zach, like, Vooch does his job defensively. For the most like, for the most part, he does the job, and then now we had Zach come out and say, "Yeah, you know what, Vooch does his job. It's the- it's like my responsibility. It's our responsibility on the perimeter to do our jobs, and that's why we're putting him in bad spots." He and he even said that. So that's been like the whole conversation that's you know the defensive issues are Vooch's fault, where that was misguided. So th- him, him defensively, he's always been sound, but the numbers as far as his raw. Numbers are concerned since January 1st, there hasn't really been a problem with him. And yeah. he's, he's turned a corner. He, he's the guy who we need um, going forward, in my opinion. So that's where
3: I'm at with Vooch. And that's honestly, that's where it is. Here's my only thing with Vooch I want to see. And, I, you know, it's like, I, I wasn't worried about him at all, as well. But I want to see him be Vooch against upper tip centers. Like, he played a B last time. You know, of course he was he wasn't at, at a good spot during the year. He played a B. Right. COVID. Right. COVID, you know, slumping a little bit, whatnot. I want him to show up when he plays a B. I B. I want to be mm-hmm. like, yeah, we got a big man too. He's not good as a B, but we have a big man. I don't want him. That's what I want to see. I want to see him, you know, in, in that back down for another guy who just has right. tall you, right. the more athletic, but wants you to hold your own against those kind of guys. If it's your kids, fine. But I don't – and I expect him to have those good numbers against other centers who aren't good because he's a very good center, right? He's better than those guys and bigger. But when I see a guy your size, how, how are you – what are you doing? Are you shouting away? Are you, are you scared? Are you willing to challenge be and make him guard you and get in foul trouble? Because that's where he lost that game. You know, I understand he had COVID and everything, but you know, I want to see now when we play him again, are you going to make him be guard you and get him in foul trouble to shut down the Philadelphia Sixers? Are you that dude? That's what I want to see. I mean, Don't she, find out today. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you could do it, but prove me wrong. Let it be trying to guard you. Let it be go. Yeah. You know what? I can't get us out of trouble. Let Vooch get twenty five. You know, I, I want to see it.
2: And that's where I think Io is definitely going to come in handy because one thing Voos talked about in that post game was the chemistry that he's developing with Io. Um, How he's like, you you see it happening over the past few games, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, oh, oh, if I just stand here and cut to the basket, I will give me the basketball. Oh, OK, yeah, I could do that because I will penetrate. Like Doug said, when he penetrates, he's a threat to score and a threat to uh, assist on a score. You know what I mean? That's that's a nasty decision <laughs> that you have to make as a defense. Like, what do I defend here? Um, And his passes are so, I mean, excellent, you know, but I watched it a lot at Illinois with Kofi Cockburn. I watched it do doing, doing it a ton and I talked about that like he's going to pay dividends for guys like Vooch, you know, and make things easier. And you're kind of seeing that now. So the fact Vooch recognized like, yo, man, we're getting that chemistry. You know, we're figuring it out. It's going to make it so much easier for when he has to play these elite centers and they're going to have to collapse on Io, and somebody's going to have to rotate to Vooch. And Vooch is going to be bigger than whoever you're sending at him to rotate. And Io's smart enough to know where to place it, you know, for Vooch to where he can just score. Because when Vooch gets that ball and you place it to him, he's scoring. Like, it, it's awesome to watch. You know what I mean? His footwork and how he does it inside, it's beautiful when he's around that basket. So that's going to be key, too. I think that's that's going to be big because he didn't have that either also when he was playing in B. Like, along with the sick, along, you know, being sick and COVID and all those things, he didn't have that either. But I agree with Dub. Like, we got to see him show and prove against the dudes we're gonna, we might have to run into in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Because that's where you're going to need them on the defensive end. It's like when... Like, Chris and I use this comparison a lot. It's like when Michael Jordan had 42, Ron Harper would have 34. You know what I mean? It was, it was kind of like that when they played each other, when Ron Harper was in Cleveland. Um, it was like that. When Jordan would score, Ron Harper would, would battle against him right there. You know what I mean? He stayed with them. Mitch Richmond the same way. He would battle against him, you know, and be right there if Mike is doing it like that. So that's kind of what you want to see from Vooch. Just kind of keep pace with him and then let our other stars kind of take over the game.
1: Yeah, it, I'm, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I know, I'm just saying it solidifies the floor of the team, especially when you have someone like Io working really well mm-hmm. with Booch. but it just solidifies the floor of the team because in the playoffs, when if Zach has a rough game or DeMar has a rough game, but you can count on, hopefully you can count on someone like Booch to get you that 18 and 11 or 18 and 10 or to have a good game against someone like Bam or Embiid, that's going to keep those games close. It's going to make those games manageable. Those third options are really, really important, and sometimes they kind of get undervalued because I mean it's a stars game, but those third options are really, really important. So, like this recent development with Vooch has been just on point, and what this team has needed, especially with all the injuries.
3: Yeah, one of the things yeah. that um, was annoying me a little bit is when I watch TV, watch the games, and of course, I've been begging Vooch to post up more, than mm. he has. Then he'd get all, oh, that's how you, that's how you supposed to up. Bruce wasn't posting up. He was getting the ball 18 feet from the basket, back it in, eight dribbles. Like that's not posted up. You know, IO gets him in the paint to post up. That's posted up. And because of all penetration, he gets him actually with the foot in the paint sometimes, right? He's not <laughs> taking 18 dribbles at the, you know, at the Bulls logo, backing up, backing somebody down. With IO on the court, most of the time, he doesn't have to do that. He gets the ball. A touch, the ball touched while he's in slightly in the paint, where he can make one or two dribbles and make a move. You see that more and more with Ayo's on the court. That's the chemistry easier shots, your center actually getting the ball in real post position on the floor.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think uh, all those factors have helped Pooch for sure. Uh, I think, yeah, he's like I said, he's come around. I think I'm not, I'm not worried about Pooch going forward and he's not a concern for me it's it's just about this team getting healthy at this point
1: yeah and so the bulls are going to need some help hopefully we get lonzo ball caruso uh jones maybe patrick williams comes back we're definitely gonna need the bodies back and there may be some opportunities here for the team to improve as well whether it's the trade deadline or buyouts after the trade deadline so Vooch important because he was someone that AK acquired at the trade deadline last year. So let's get into it. There's been a lot of chatter about what the Bulls are going to do leading up to this point, whether they're going to make a big splash for someone like a Harrison Barnes or a Jeremy Grant, someone who could play that three, four role in the starting lineup and kind of add some more shot making to the starting lineup somewhere where Javante Green struggles. But also, that's probably going to come at the cost of someone like Patrick Williams or Kobe White, who knows also concerns about chemistry. We don't really know. Uh, also been some talk about maybe making a lower cost move, maybe someone like a uh, for Vertory Craig uh, mentioned before. Uh, hmm. I think people have mentioned uh, pursuing someone like Robert Covington if he's bought out after the uh after the trade deadline or who knows who uh, is bought out after the trade deadline. So there's been some talk about that too. I think there was also a rumor about uh Jakob Pertl being someone that the bulls yeah. were uh, monitoring, approaching the trade deadline. So as usual, a lot of chatter, we don't know which is which up from down, but let's start with you, Dave. Mm-hmm. What do you think the bulls should do approaching this trade deadline? Where do you think AK's mindset should be at? And do you think he's ultimately going to make a move in a few days?
2: Mm. Uh, real quick, uh, yeah, when you said Yaku Purtle, I remember that's another center that was giving boost the business. I was like, oh, yeah. "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> like, I was like, "You can't get done up by <laughs> Pertle. Right? Pertle's really Purtle's good. Get done up, hey, You don't really get good. done up, uh, no, bro. You don't really get good. done up. if he's really that good. really good, I then don't... why are we talking about trading him? He, 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 come on, man. Trading you trade him? him for something. Because no, you, he's really good. If you're good. not giving up, no, I'm saying if you're not giving up your elite players, and I could get him for maybe Kobe White, that means Vooch should not be getting
0: done up by him. Vooch is Man. better than him. Period. I, I don't is agree he, with is that. he better than Jakobertal? Is he better? Than yeah, Yaku? that's fine. But Yaku is a really good defender. He's an underrated. guy. Stefan No wrote an article about underrated fine. player around the league. He's really good. I don't like. I said he, that guy can. That guy can D up. He's really good. That's how, I right. Don't agree. But he was. It
2: wasn't the defense. He was scoring all day long on Vooch, man. All day long, he was scoring on that dude. He he outplayed him the entire game.
0: Again, that was a lot of a lot of. That was the game that Zach talked about after the game saying we're not having Vooch's back because we're having defensive breakdowns on the perimeter. And that wasn't that a lot of those buckets were not because Vooch couldn't defend Pirtle. It was mm-hmm. because guys were just letting, like you let, I'll always say this, you let guys mm-hmm. like uh, DeJounte Murray get downhill without any mm-hmm. resistance He's gonna he's gonna score on Go, Gobert. I don't care who's defending him at the rim. Mm-hmm. Like you can't mm-hmm. let that guys like that get downhill like that. So again, I let's just say I don't agree with that. I d- agree to disagree. We'll we'll just put it that way a, as far as that's fine. that game. I
2: just know you can't you can't be getting <laughs> done up by him. Is, is all I'm saying. You can't get that that that's I can't no no. And he's good. I'm not saying he ain't. We agree there. He's a good basketball player, but Vuce is better and. I don't want to see him get done up by him. Um, but as far as their mindset, I think their mindset should be improving the team as far as size is concerned. Uh, that's the main thing I, I think that they're lacking. Or well, the other thing I think that they're lacking. The other thing I think they're lacking is a goon. Um, mm-hmm. But yet, yeah, size is definitely their big Achilles heel going forward because as you can see, it's been rebounding kind of by committee uh, now. And... <laughs> And I'll say this because somebody uh, said this, that I was wrong about this, but they didn't understand what I meant. Uh, when I said when Patrick, because on, on Locked On, I said when Patrick Williams went out, it became rebounding by committee. I wasn't saying that Patrick Williams was a great rebounder. I'm saying when you lose your, your starting power forward and you put in a 6-4 guard at your founding forward position, it immediately becomes rebounding by committee. Like, right. it's not like, it's like if Vooch goes out you know what I'm saying, you immediately lose uh, uh, that interior shot blocker. And then he's not a shot He's not Matumbo, you know what I'm saying, or nothing like that. But he's a, a seven-foot-tall dude who's in there, you know, to kind of deter shots, you know what I'm saying? It immediately changes how you approach your defense, and it changes how your team is going to be inside and things like that. It's why teams were, you know, doing their thing when Vooch was out the game, you know what I mean, because over Tyler Cook, who I like, you know. what I mean, teams can actually, you know, score a little bit better over Tyler, you know. Um, but yeah, they they definitely are lacking size. And I look at, you know, I think I said it on to you guys before about Tristan Thompson uh, and how much I wanted Tristan Thompson. Uh, I thought he would be a, a good fit because I just thought he fit them as far as what they like. You know, a guy who's big, who's athletic, who can run the floor, who can defend multiple positions. Um, is, has a high basketball IQ, and, but can get you those rebounds and can score. You know, he will put the, get the offensive rim, put the ball into the basket. He can do that for you as a veteran basketball player. I think that's the kind of thing that they need. Um, so, yeah, when you mentioned guys like uh, Pirtle and him, yeah, I'll definitely take that on this team over what we have right now because I should not be this reliant. I shouldn't be looking at Tony Bradley like, man, we got to get Tyler Cook in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to get him in. Like, I don't want to – nothing against him. I'm just saying I, can't, I shouldn't be this reliant on him to do something. And I shouldn't be this reliant on Tony Bradley, you know, game after game. Like, dude, you know, just just do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to – I just – I need that comfort. So when Vooch goes to the bench, I feel okay. You know what I'm saying? Like like I just mentioned earlier, when Lonzo went down, I'm okay. I had Io. I was all right. I was like, okay, he's out. I got Io. He'll step up. He'll do something. I need that same kind of comfort for my front court. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's going to be the big thing that they need to go get somebody with size and somebody that is a goon. Because the second I saw Tony Bradley get carried off, like he tried to get inside the club without paying, I knew it was time for him to- <laughs> he-, he can't be on the squad, bro. Getting dragged around. They ain't going to respect you. You know what I'm saying? It's just that simple. Like, bro, you can't. No, I was done after that. I really was. <laughs> I was like, this dude can't be the dude. He can't be the dude, man. Gave me the dude, though, when I saw that. Because teams, you know, are going to push you around in the playoffs. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. you, you need that one guy. You just need that one goon to set the tone. He gives you all six – he uses all six of his fouls, probably scores four points. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's cool with me. And that's really all I need. He only have to play a lot of minutes. But you need that guy out there that when they hit your guy – like when DeMar got hit in Orlando by Wagner – you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, no, I need somebody. New up. <laughs> Yo, man, go, go talk to the young fella. Go talk to the young fella right there. You know what I mean? Like, give, give him a how you doing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Give him a little how you doing. You know what I mean? That's all. You know, a temperature check, as I like to call it. So, yeah, man, I think that's what they're lacking. And, and they get that. And, yeah, AK knows what he's looking at. Mark Ebsley knows what they're looking at. So, yeah, I think they'll get that.
0: Go get Rashawn Holmes.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, God, yes. He, he'd be great, too. Hometown guy as well. Yeah, Rashawn Holmes would be awesome. That'd be a great selection, too. Yeah, you're right, Celine. I'll take him, too.
0: Cito,
3: how about you? What do you think yeah. uh, they'll do? I think they definitely are going to make a trade and um, and um, you know, change the roster around a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at first, I was on board with the Harrison Mars early on in the season. I still, I still like Harrison Mars. But now, as the season progresses, the team been injured and rushing in IO play. And I think a smaller move would be, you know, it's in the play. I think what, like, that's what Dave was kind of hinting at. You know, I, I'm tired of this team becoming the master of the, of the tip rebound because it's so short. <laughs> Wonderful they could do it, but they have mastered. They have a master, PhD, in sure people were tipping the ball out to the point guards. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Short Brown tries his best to do it, and he goes in there and <laughs> he just like <laughs> great effort. Poor, you know, poor Vooch is the only one in there. And if he shoots a three and and is, 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 he misses, there's no one we getting the rebound, right? It's like this run back to the other right. side of the floor. So if you die in right. the paint, no one's getting the rebound unless they, you know, do the they tip the tip the ball out real high, jump real high. So i want a guy where I go like I know the rebound is a gotten. it wasn't meant to be get. So, so mm-hmm. I won't like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they brought up a name that I liked a lot. Of course, we are, we both like, Tr- I like Tristan Thompson. Uh, you know, I hate him on, on other teams, but I would love him on my team. Please, Tristan Thompson, come to the Bulls. Another guy <laughs> I, I watch I just like, one well, on the Bulls is Montrezl Harrell. You know, both these guys make mm-hmm. like nine, ten million million a year right now and don't have a contract in this coming years. Mm-hmm. But those guys, especially Montrez, you know, very, he's a, you know, very, he's, he's an offensive player, too, as well. Passer, you know, um, you know, also can score in the back. I just I just want a guy where I look on the floor and I'm like, whoosh, does I have to get a rebound? And if the rebound wasn't got, it was because Montrez wasn't meant to get it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and we know Fresh. Montrez also could be a goon. He feels that shit stop by. Oh. at <laughs> oh. the teeth, man. He would knock the teeth out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Punch them in the face. You know, so, <laughs> so right now I'm focused on Montrez and Tristan Thompson. Hey, you no know, low key, I want, I won' Kuzma on the board. That'd be hell. Of a oh, time. there we go. That's a good one. But, <laughs> but, but I don't know. I, have, I don't know if, he, if he's a, But he's just a good player. I don't right? think he's good with responsibility. <laughs> but but you know on him. I don't the, think he's the fourth guy and the fifth guy on the team. Yeah. He, okay.
2: Yes. Down, but but in a small city,
3: like that's, yeah. that's why he's killing in Washington. I agree. It I ain't, agree. ain't nothing on him. It's like <laughs> Wendell in Orlando. Ain't nothing on him. <laughs> 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 so my, in my head, it's about him. I hear this Von Francis, Richard Thompson. Please come to the Bulls. I want to see somebody just get besides Sazlooch, and just lay the ball up. <laughs> <laughs> Some second chance opportunities
0: do that what do, what do you guys think about the rumors that are out there like i said with like the dennis schroeder rumor like the bulls are interested in getting him it was rumored that it was like tbj and a, and a second round pick now i don't know when that second round pick will be because the bulls don't have a second round pick till like 2050 right. like fifty. Or something like that. I don't know. So whatever. So, like second round pick is a second round, but whatever. Like we they can do. we can yeah. buy more second round picks in the future if we want to. Um yeah. Cash considerations. Uh shout out to cash considerations. But but yeah, so like what do you think about that trade? Because I think that trade so initially I was like, I don't know about this trade because you know, like, you know, Schroeder's had issues in the locker room, he's had issues mm-hmm. as far as um Uh, on-court as well. Um, Off-court, like, off-court, like, he's had, has been not only locker room, but he's been problematic. He's, Mm. what he's, the things he's done. But, obviously, um, it would be for half a season. Like, I don't think they would extend him just because of, like, of other people they have to pay and Zach's max and other things that they'll probably have to do with the roster. But, like I said, you get him for half a season. He, as a strong defensive player he's played under billy he probably had his he arguably had his best and not even arguably arguably he flat out had his best season under billy um he gives you that now he's not a shooter but he gives you that rim pressure um mm. the guy that can you know uh, that that can attack the basket uh so what what do you think about him getting him and then maybe i guess maybe you would probably make that move to get a four after the, the fact with Kobe?
2: Uh I, I felt that if they do that move, uh, that immediately signals the end of like Kobe White. Okay. Uh, I think that's the end of him. And also, I think it's a move to make another move. Like, I don't think that's your big move. Right, right. <laughs> get true or you're doing something else. Um. So, yeah, like, because there won't be room for a guy like Kobe White. You know what I mean? You're like, you have a, another guy on your team who's a scorer, who, who's a, you know, solid shooter, who could fill it up quick. You know what I mean? And it's a solid point. Like you said, he had his best years pretty much under uh, Billy Donovan. And, yeah, that plays a role in it as well. And, and then, you know, he doesn't cost you anything. You know, it's basically like a one-year deal anyway. Yeah, so TBJ.
0: cost you nothing. Bulls aren't bringing DBJ back next season anyway. Yeah, but yeah. no, and no disrespect to Troy Brown, but like he, he's he's no, not going to be back. Right, yeah. He's gone, and the second rounder, like I said, is whatever. Um, no, that's Dubs' boy anyway.
2: He love, that's that's Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> no, Troy but Brown, like that's your guy. Troy. <laughs> you know he like, was all I, in on Troy Brown, brother. Me. Yeah, yeah I, Troy I, sure. Okay, <laughs>
3: he's I old, guess, y'all. He's I, old. I, yeah. I'm not anymore. <laughs> I, I, not I, I guess. Anymore. I,
0: yeah, I guess the other thought process I had, like, I, I'm maybe I, they're more concerned about AC's injury than originally. Like, because, like I said, yeah. originally they, yeah. they, they what they said is he's going to reevaluate it six to eight weeks. Not that he'll be back in mm-hmm. six to eight weeks. So. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like when they get to that point to say, "Well, we now we have to see." Okay, okay, great. Now he's gonna miss first round of the playoffs. What if that happens?
2: Yeah, like you know, with you know, Russo. Like I didn't worry about that because he actually tried. He actually played with that injury. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, true, it, it true. Was, didn't want to come. He's tough. I'm just saying. Bottom line, he's a he's a very tough individual. True. So true. I think he'll be he'll be okay. That's just how I look at. it. That's just. The only time I'm using hope for this team is when it comes to injuries. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the only time I kind of use hope. It, it's not not with what's going on on the court. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to that, that's what I look at. That's how I look at Patrick Williams, like Wolverine healing powers, and and how I look at uh, Lonzo, who was at the game with at a game with Kanye West. Like it's <laughs> a few days ago. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like. They'll be okay. You know what I mean? These guys are going to be all right. That's, that's how I look at it, it with Caruso. Because he's been on the bench a couple times, too, drinking a latte, chilling out, watch, watching the Bulls game with him. So, I think he'll, I think he'll
0: be okay. Hopefully, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping. Like, Hope- That'll be devastating, like, if you don't have oh, AC a- 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 for, like, the first round or something like that. Like, obviously, that's me being, like, the worst-case scenario. And I don't necessarily think that's why they're trying to trade for Schroeder. but I was thinking maybe that's one of the reasons that it could potentially, right. but like, it's more than likely it is that we're going to try to flip another move yeah. because we have, you know, the abundance of guards. So then you make, so if you get him, then you can use like Kobe and the Portman pick.
2: Here's one thing I I, I want to say real quick. Um, Jeremy Grant, you know, has consistently been mentioned in, in these trades. Right, and right. Probably the only person that you can, reliably say the Bulls tried to get or trying to get. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I put him out of my brain until I was talking to my friend, Dre, from according to sources. And uh-huh. he, had, he made me think of a great thing. Every single person we've seen AK or Mark Evans go after, they've gotten. Every right. single one. The, the but, only one they haven't gotten was Paul Millsap. Right. And he was the main one. And, and he still might end up here. You know right, right. So? The, room, the like, rumor, Yeah.
0: Rumor right. was a buyout if he gets bought out. Yeah.
2: Right. So when, when I thought about that, I was like, well, if they've gotten every single person that we know that they've truly gone after and they truly want including Billy Donovan, you know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. they just said, we getting this person. Why wouldn't it, why would that change? You know what I'm saying? Like, why would that change in, in this instance? So I'm not going to close the door on Jer- Jeremy Grant just yet because of how I, because of the track record, of Arturis and uh, Mark Everson when they're trying to get a player or a coach.
1: Unless we don't know who they really want.
2: Fair. But no, I'm saying that's the only one we could add validity to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were trying to get everybody else has been rumored, but we know they really tried to get Mm. uh, Jeremy Grant. They just weren't going to give up Patrick Williams because Detroit said that they they wanted Patrick Williams. You know what I mean? So that's the only reason I can go off of that because I know they tried uh, to get it. everything else is, is a speculation. Yeah. You know you're saying, right. In my
1: opinion. Yeah. I think so. The thing I've been trying to like sift through with these trade rumors is like, like you said, just trying to find like a general connection. So Sacramento with Harrison Barnes, Detroit with Jeremy Grant, uh, the San Antonio rumor rumor with Yaka Pertle, Boston with Schroeder, three of those teams suck. <laughs> so they're definitely have been look so if we're connecting these rumors they're definitely looking at teams who are in position to sell approaching the trade deadline I don't know what Boston's going to do because they've been playing better lately so but the shrewder connection is that he played with Billy Donovan or played for Billy Donovan had like one of his better years so I guess I sort of get that one, but I, I just don't. It feels too contingency based where you would have to shuffle stuff around. And I don't know, I feel like stuff like that always gets messy and it's too much to do unless you mm-hmm. feel like there's a deal that puts you over the top that is the ultimate result of it. So if I'm looking at teams and, and I think uh i already mentioned it with Kuzma, I'm looking at Washington right now as a prime target because Washington sucks uh, Kuzma and Harold fit different roles. When you talk about Harold, as a guy that can rebound, brings energy off the bench, uh, very experienced. Kuzma, yeah, the the Wendell Orlando comparison, I get that too. But like, I, I feel like with Kuzma, there's at least a chance for chemistry here because he's played with Lonzo, he's played with Caruso. So there's something that could be there. And I feel like he feels a need because he's a decent rebounder. He can play the three, four a little streaky with his three point shot and he can put the ball on the floor. But I feel like there's something that could benefit the bulls there. And both of these guys are affordable too. Like they're not, they're not the uh, salary of Harrison Barnes where it's like, all right, you got to send, you got to get real creative, send all these different contracts and then you got to include Patrick Williams on top of it. And I feel like both of those guys are attainable. Like, I mean, it depends on if Washington is going to go through and sell, but I feel like that Portland pick would be enough for either of those guys, and maybe it wouldn't even take the Portland pick for Harrow. I'm not sure, but I feel like that would be enough, and then you trade like a contract. I guess maybe Derek Jones Jr. I don't know. Yeah, but I
3: feel like he. I love Derek right. Like their His yeah. numbers are impressive, but I just love Derrick Joe Jr. on the court. I just like looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a comfort wagon. Like, for sure, man. Like He's definitely a spin of a but I like watching him play. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think Schroeder, I think that stuff, I think that stuff, I think, well, I think I, that's obviously Billy probably saying, it's my guy, you know, but that seems like, I think Dave was point, that seemed like two moves ahead kind of thing, like. Yeah. He's that's not, that's not the end game, he's the, either part of a three team trade, or maybe they throw rumors out there to see what's being you know, who's leaking what or whatnot. But I don't know what that does for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see it either. It's, something.
3: Yeah, the shoulder yeah. has not shown to be that reliable career wise in the playoffs like that. And like, I kind of rather have a Kobe. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, he'll be your fourth guard anyway, so yeah. it's not like you're relying on him it's to like, be like the great savior so right. yeah. that's right. not a that's not a concern for me that he's the fourth card he would just be a guy that yeah. can you come in and give you like 10 minutes of like decent yeah. production yeah.
1: the the other thing too is that uh on on the topic of trading for a big man they make like like you said they may not even decide to do that if they can get someone like paul milsap if he's bought out or if they kind of get the feeling that he's gonna get bought out like he definitely wants to be in chicago right so or I mean, that's the right, rumor, right. but that's what it like, feels like. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and and we've been making this point like the last few shows is that it to get a big man that can give you any sort of impact. It feels relatively easy mm-hmm. to do that, whether it's buyout or someone cheap, like it feels relatively easy to do that. So they may not even have to go for someone like a Harold or someone who you would have to trade something for, but I feel like to get a wing, is going to be something that you would have to it's going to require a little bit more energy and definitely a little bit more on the asset front. And yeah, an, another name to throw out there, like big man wise or uh, Larry Nance from Portland.
2: Yeah, I was just thinking him. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah man, absolutely. Also cheap and the Blazers also suck. So
0: all right.
3: <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that's... Yeah, hands down. athletic team maybe, yeah, be, you know, all healthy. That's like no question at all. That happens, but yeah yeah
0: you know, just give it. them right. right you just give them back their pick and say give us Larry Nance
1: yeah or even like you just adjust I don't know how, like do you just like adjust protections on it or something like that or uh,
0: yeah I don't know yeah whatever I don't know. however that works I don't know <laughs> but that's that's a possibility though but yeah, yeah, it's I, like, possible. But, yeah. It's,
3: but it's funny for the Bulls we're all saying like this it doesn't take a lot to improve from what we have now, right? It's like this be yeah. better than Bradley, Tony Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I've never been, I like I'm not this I like Sep in the past. Right now, as I, when I saw him play, may, may, I wasn't impressed. I don't really want him, but he's better than I think he'd be better than you know saying so he would fit. Well, we won't, and who knows? Maybe he'd be rejuvenated for you know for the short term. Yeah,
2: I just need him for five minutes. Right, so I'm saying he hasn't paid yeah, a lot.
3: Maybe it, come dog. out. Maybe okay, I'll be the old Mill South. Yeah, just season. put the body on somebody. Away, you know what I mean? That's it. Top ten yeah, game, man. you. He right.
2: It,
1: you know
3: but- just set a quick tone for us, and yeah, then sit down. That. We don't it. need a lot. We need somebody better than Tony Bradley, who's a little athletic. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean he's he's up there in age, but I mean a year ago he, I mean he averaged nine and five and shot. from the field 34% from three like if if he gave me anything comparable to that that was like that's fine like this is good (laughs) yeah that's a w yeah so that wasn't that long ago so I mean I'd be interested in Millsap it just depends on like you know whether or not he's actually gonna get bought out right
2: yeah that's my point yeah because he wants to go like he's made this clear like Yeah, get me out of here! I don't Mm -hmm. don't want to be here anymore. So, (laughs) and that's saying something for a team that's you know going for a championship, you know, or really was trying to get a championship. And I don't know what that says about his game either, because they they definitely need help in the front court. Yeah, and he couldn't get on the floor, you know, to play. But again, that probably speaks a lot to Lamarcus Aldridge and just how good he's been for them. And you know, Blake Griffin is your other option. You're going to choose Blake Griffin over. Paul Millsap in that let scenario. So let me
1: ask y'all this uh, on the topic of the Nets with these rumors out here that, I mean, I, I'm not expecting James Harden to get dealt, but there's at least been like some conversations between Philly and Brooklyn. But if, if any of the teams that are in the same space as us, like Milwaukee, Brooklyn, or Miami, if they start making moves, how, how, Influential is that on the Bulls to keep up with them?
0: They
3: start making moves. I don't know. Was keeping, I don't know if it's keeping up. I could. I, well, their moves may influence the decision making, right? Or who they want. Maybe. Yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with that. Like, but um, but definitely, if, if a team, if you're asking like, if a team drastically approved, like in Boston, like I, I, I have faith in Boston. I think you have two great players in the team. You're going to rise up at some point, point. And, and so if Boston makes a move and get better. You know, do the Bulls have to, you know, like mash that? Is that what you're asking? Like,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, if they, if, if Brooklyn, I I guess with the Brooklyn Philly deal or whatever, like if it ended up being Ben Simmons for James Harden, all of a sudden that changes the game because James Harden is on Philly now. And then Brooklyn gets, well, I don't know. I don't even know how that impacts Brooklyn. I think that's great for Brooklyn, honestly. But if they get decent role players too, you never know. But even way, that, that is a significant move. So I guess it just depends on if a team – if any of these teams make notable moves, is there a little bit more of a, like, nudge for AK to be like, all right, I, I need to get this done or I need to go do this?
3: Maybe so, especially if those moves are long-term. If they're short-term, like, my, even as fans, we're like, should we just, like – Wait this year out and see how you know Patrick Williams turn out. Maybe we have to do anything, right? We don't know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it's long term kind of thing, you know, we'll fill it with those trades and maybe, yeah, maybe you go. Okay, these are top two play- players, teams. We got battle. We got to adjust for this. Um, I don't know if yeah, we don't know, man. I I think definitely you have to you know see what your competition is doing and adjust, you know, accordingly. Um, but. I think the Bulls are close to being a championship team, and I think they just may focus on their needs and not be so reactionary. I I don't think AK and them so far have been reactionary, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but definitely, right, if your top two teams in the East (laughs) get better somehow, yeah, you got to look at that. You got to be like, all right, how do we match up against them if you want to win the championship? We got to go through Milwaukee, Philly, and and, and, uh, Brooklyn. And how do we do that? Can we do that with the team we have? So definitely you'll take you'll take that into consideration. I don't think they probably would as much as you think. Cause I think the Bulls are close. They're not a championship team right now. they are close, but I don't think they were. I don't think they're gonna be reactionary like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I hear that. Um, I, I agree with that. Like nothing they've shown me would say they would be re- reactionary and trying to follow instead of trying to lead. Like they feel like they're trying to lead it, you know, instead of just follow what everybody else is kind of doing. Uh they're, they're out in the forefront, you know, trying to get it done. Um, if they make those moves, uh, other teams, I'm sure they'll take a look at it and see, but I think they're more focused on what they're doing because what they're doing is working. And you know what I'm saying? I think that's the big thing about it. Like, it's not like they have to make a move to make themselves the, a top two team in the East. They are a top two team in the East. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right. And so it's like, what move do I need to make? I need to make a move to make myself come out of the East. And and I think that's what the mind state kind of is for them. It's championship, because this is what AK has said. That's what we're focused on, is winning it all. So whatever move they make will be gravitated towards that and not so much reactionary, trying to just keep up with a team that they might feel that they're better than. You know what I'm saying? They might feel like, we ain't worried about what they're doing. They got to worry about what we doing kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I think that's kind of how to – they're looking at it again. This is a opinion. Um, but I think that's just kind of how they're looking at it. Uh more so we're we're concerned with what's going on in house, uh than we're concerned about what's what's happening out there. Wait, did hey did I hear you say you didn't you didn't want Ben Simmons? You don't like the trade if he goes to Brooklyn?
1: I feel like that makes Brooklyn worse.
2: Oh, man, you know what? All right. right. See, I already with Salim. Me and you going to have to argue. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get one in next. We to get one in next, man. <laughs> you know, that, that,
3: that's a very good position though, because, like, I'm both ways on that. I'm like, Harden's a better player, so, like, it shouldn't it should be worse. But I'm like, you still have to What do you lose? You lose scoring. <laughs> right. That's the
2: only thing you lose but You gain scoring. You gain better defense. You gain defense. But, and what do they need? They need defense. I don't That's need Ben need. on
3: that team. <laughs> I got two other dudes that can take the last second shot. Ben, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, three. Yeah, Mills too, right? So it's like, so it's like Ben shouldn't take that shot. <laughs> you don't lose the you don't lose the point guardsmanship on, on Philadelphia. That's you kind of have to take that shot in Philadelphia because he was the second guy. He had to. He's supposed to be that dude. If he goes to Berkeley, he doesn't have to be that guy. Yeah, just play See, defense but, and run the point. But logically. Harden is a better player, so you're know, yes, no, like, losing yes. Yes.
1: yes. Harden is a, yes. I, I feel like you don't lose – I feel like point guard-wise is a wash to me because Harden still averages a ton of assists, and he's a, an elite yeah. playmaker. Shot-making-wise, I mean, significant downgrade. Defensive-wise, yeah, significant upgrade. But I feel like mm-hmm. in the playoffs, you want James Harden over Ben Simmons. But even on that team, you want James Harden over Ben Simmons because we've seen Ben Simmons practically get ignored when he's on the offensive side of the ball and just be rendered useless. I see that. And boy. I feel like that is going to, I mean, KD's going to be fine wherever he's a bucket anyway, but mm-hmm. I, I want James Harden because he, he can make a shot and you have three guys who are capable of creating shots at an elite level. Instead of two. And I feel like that conquers whatever you gain from Ben Simmons on the defensive end.
3: I agree. That that's my rule, right? The hardest thing to do in basketball is to it's score. Go on. Yeah. your own shot. Harder I think to- yeah, I think the tough thing with
0: Ben Simmons, like, I don't think like I, I do think there's a like the we've I mean we've talked everyone's talked about Ben Simmons ad nauseum, but like the the thing with him was like the mental block that he's he he got like the the yips or the whatever we want to call it of being being able to finish inside and he's he's scared to go outside and shoot the ball. Um, he's scared to have the ball at late in the game because he's scared he'll get fouled and go to the free throw line. Um, that's tough to trade for him at this junction of the season. Like if it wasn't the off season. Mm -hmm. And, like, okay, maybe he can kind of work on what what he's been doing. Obviously, this past season, maybe he's been working on it. And then next season, we're starting over, and then we can start building that chemistry. And maybe he shows that, you know, he's gotten over his his issues that he had as far as, like, wanting the ball in in certain spots. And maybe he'll get out of that zone where he's only – when he gives the ball up, he's not just automatically going to the dunker spot. He's, you know, doing other things, um, making the offense more uh, versatile. But, yeah, that's, that's the one thing I can think about. So, if the Nets, I think that the biggest reason I think it hurts them is because of that fact. Because at this junction of the season, you're giving making such a big trade that it changes the entire dynamic of your team to what they are. And you're trying to win a championship. And change the entire dynamic of your team mid-season. That's going to be a downgrade for you, and that's going to be a a rough battle to fix that out. Next season, it could work out if Kyrie comes back, Katie stays, Ben Simmons there, and they figure it out. But like I said, th- at this point in the season, to do that big of a trade, it's like, oh, I don't know how that's going to work out with such little time before the playoffs.
1: And that's, a, that's and the kind of dynamics yeah. that uh. Kyrie can't play home games true yeah (laughs) so you got Ben Simmons and KD for your home games
2: give me James (laughs) Harden here's the thing like with with that also it's not like James Harden is this playoff savant you know what I'm saying when he gets in there it's not like he gets in there and balls out like that's just not we haven't seen that you know what I'm saying it's not been the case through his career that's not been the case he usually shrivels in those moments. That's really what I've seen him do more so than, than come through. I've seen Ben Simmons do it, too. You know what I'm saying? We've seen him do that. Yeah. We've seen him completely shrivel and go away. The thing is, if Harden's not going to be the elite scorer, then I'm going to need him to do something else. What can he do? He can be that point guard. You know, he can get you to assist and do those things. Ben Simmons, I already know what else he can do outside of scoring. You know what I'm saying? Which is everything. You know what I'm saying? It's everything else. He will do it and, and can do it well. It wasn't like he wasn't doing it well when he was in Philly. The only thing he wasn't doing was scoring. That was it. Like, he just could not put the ball into the basket. You know what oh, I'm that's
1: saying? it's a big a
2: thing, wrestle. though. It's such a big thing. It's colossal. Team. I'm not saying yeah. it ain't. But the reason I can <laughs> lean on it is because I got Kevin Durant. That's the reason I can get away with that. You know what I'm saying? I can cheat because he's a cheat code. You know what I'm saying? I can be like, well, I got Kevin Durant. Fine, do that. It's, it's like when Dennis Rodman came here. You know what I'm saying with with the Bulls? Like I got Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm, scoring is fine. I'm good on that. Get rebounds and run the floor. Can you do that? Cool. You know what I mean? Like great. We're fine. We'll be all right. 72 games with a rebounder. But Ben Simmons, man, like it's just the fact that I really like him as a point guard. And the fact he's six like 10. You know what I'm saying? He's just so huge, man. He really can impact the game on one side of the floor. Now he can't do it with scoring. We know that, but he can impact that game on the side of the floor. And in the playoffs. When the teams slow, when things slow down
3: and get in that half court, you're gonna definitely need that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna argue with that. I'm gonna I'm good with Celine right here. Sure, 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 sure. He doesn't give guys shots in the playoffs that often because he can't score. Hmm. You know, regular that's cute in regular season, right? Oh, but the playoffs, if you're not an offensive threat, it's hard to give guys open shots. To Celine point, that's what Harden does. He's always an offensive threat, so he so he spreads the floor. Ed's point. Ed, Simmons is a hard. You saw you watch the playoffs. It was hard because yeah. what you gonna do? Okay. Yeah. Agreed. Right. No open, no one gets up shots. So <laughs> that's it's gonna be highlighted more because otherwise he's just gonna run to the duncan spies try to post up somebody and throw it out all the time versus having the offensive driven mm-hmm. around from the perimeter, him being a threat. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I could see that being an issue in the in the playoffs. And it crazy get, it'd be crazy if he just comes in and, and, and just starts shooting the fifteen foot jump shots because he
2: you'll
3: do it, right. but and that's what I'm saying. That's just you know, that's that's the
0: big thing. And like I said, yeah, that's the big thing. Would he would he do all the things? And like I said, it just changes so much for the team dynamic. That it just such a big change, and it's tough to see that big of a change happen at this point in the season. Where I'm, and not, like I said, it's not about the long term effect of the trade. It's about this this season now. Yeah. Now, and, yeah. and it's, it's a, how's that going to work for them? Them trying to win a championship with making that mm-hmm. big. And that's, and that's, again, when we go back to the bulls about making moves, you know, people talk about training Booch and things like that, but it's like, look, we're trying to win a championship and you're making that big of a shakeup. It's tough mm-hmm. at this season. You need mm-hmm. more time. You need more time to make moves like that, to try to adjust the new way that you're going to play. So yeah. that's, yeah, it's tough. I mean, we've seen, I think, like, you rarely see that. But like, I think, I think the, I think, I think a LeBron led team did that one time where they made such a dr- dramatic changes midseason. But that's, yeah, that's a, I remember that, that's, a LeBron, yeah. that's LeBron. That's LeBron. That's LeBron, I think, James. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's the GM. It's different like that. Right. I mean, and, right. <laughs> and, 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 and he can't, like, he can, he's that great that he can, he made it work right? Like, and he right. he was able to lead the Cavs to the finals because he was just able to, obviously the competition, there was a little weaker competition, not to take that away from him necessarily, but like, True. but all, the, all those things factored in, right? And it's different. Like I said, it's LeBron. <laughs> it's just different, yeah. right? Um, but it's like, outside of that, it's tough. It's tough to be yeah. making such dramatic changes and then when you're trying to win a championship midseason. See, I'm
1: for Bulls fans, all I know is this. If, mm. there is, if we're in a series with Brooklyn and there is a Game 7 in Brooklyn or a Game 7 in Chicago, I'm feeling good seeing Ben Simmons walk out on that court and not James Harden.
2: Right.
3: <laughs> <Especially>, I would, <laughs> see, it's I don't
2: fear because it James it. Harden don't put no fear in me Ooh, in the but, playoffs. I have no fear in James Harden in the playoffs. Right? Especially
1: no. – if it's in Brooklyn, if, if, if I just see KD and Ben Simmons and all those role players around them, and it's a game seven in Brooklyn, and Chicago was at full strength, I feel great. I feel good. I'm like, yo, we just, I mean,
2: KD can get his, but we're going to win this game as long as he doesn't go off for 100. That's what you mean? ain't getting 100. I'm going <laughs> to feel that way with Harden there too, just because I'm like, well, cool, I can clamp him up, period. Like, he, I'm not worried about James. I think that's the. i just. I don't. I don't have that fear of James Harden in the playoffs. Like, oh man, James Harden is there. All set. You know, <laughs> no. you go crazy.
1: But, but sad, you can anything. have those games, though, he can have
2: those games. <laughs> like he, I, no, not, against, like, not against the Bulls in Game Seven. I ain't worried about. No, no, yeah, you're him. right. When <laughs> James Harden in Game Seven been a thing? You because know what I'm saying? When is that a thing? So wait,
1: wait. So all right. So I I agree with you that like. James Harden and Ben Simmons don't really have that many highs in terms of playoff performances, but in terms of like capability, I get that. I, 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 I hear that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Ben Simmons has any capability to have a really really <laughs> good game. Or no, we're not a really good game. A really good offensive game <laughs> in a game seven right. or when it really matters. So I he's think, not
2: a threat at all on. On that level. I, I, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And, so and, arm and is a threat. Yeah. And that's
1: why, like, if I'm a Bulls fan, I'm turning on my TV and I see KD walk out there with Ben Simmons by his side, I'm popping popcorn and I'm feeling good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and again, that's I, also, I feel the same. Yeah. And that's ahead. also, that's also assuming like, yeah, he, what if he's like as a gambler, because you're like thinking, okay, has he changed like the way he's going to approach the game? We don't know that yet. We don't know. We don't know anything about Ben. Yeah. Yeah, Simmons. We don't know that yet. He might still do the same stuff. He may be like, "Oh wow, this guy's not." The fear is gone in him. Like you know, yeah. You know, people like always. People like, and obviously, offensively, it's like it's a dumbass comparison. It's always been a dumbass comparison. But people always talked about how Giannis and Ben Simmons, oh, like neither of them can shoot. No, people—they they made that comparison because like neither can shoot. Like when people oh, said, like okay. no. when people said, like, uh, "Look at Ben Simmons, he can't do this, this, this." It's like, oh yeah, well, Giannis can't do this, this, this. See that Giannis isn't scared to do nothing out there, <laughs> dude. Dude will airball a free throw and then come back and just go back that's and true. attack the rim like a madman, right? He yeah, doesn't scare. He, he's not scared to get the ball because I'm I'm worried about going to the free throw line. He's just like a different animal, right, in that regards, fearless. That's important. Yeah, it's it's important. And that's why, like I said, if if all of a sudden Ben Simmons becomes fearless, that's a different animal right there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a different Ben Simmons.
1: Outside with you, you, Dave, if Ben Simmons comes back and he is willing to take jumpers, even if he's missing them. Yeah. If he's willing to take jumpers, I think then that would definitely make me reconsider. Like if he's willing to take like a mid-range shot. But all I know is he has been. I think at least in terms of shooting a ball, he is the same player now as he was in high school. He does not get yeah, yeah, shot. Yeah, he doesn't. He just no. doesn't want to shoot. No, it doesn't it's matter who's guarding them.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's it's not a thing at all. Yeah. And I think, from, like I said, my thing is only I, I have no fear in either one of them when yeah. the playoffs come in, in the yeah. game seven. Like I don't have any kind of fear in either. But you're right. If Obviously, Harden is the bigger threat because he's the one that's shown you at some point in time throughout his career he can actually score. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I get that point for sure. I'll say
0: I'll say this too, though. Like, when you consider Harden, so when Harden was the second best player on that Rockets team, obviously the the Rockets were able to almost beat a really great Warriors team with KD and, and yeah. stuff. And yeah, cool. I think the only reason they lost is because they lost. CP3 a game they didn't have him for game 6 and 7 they have CP3 for game 6 and 7 i think they beat that warriors team so if with harden being the second best player i think that kind of takes away his him needing to be the guy cuz kd is the guy so then mm-hmm. that's where you still fear crap james harden is the second guy i'm scared now
1: yeah it, right. I, it's it's going to harden's going to exhaust like all our defenders like yeah we're not exhausted, <laughs> but it it's it's gonna require more of our defender guard him. Yeah, yeah. And whereas is Simmons that's if he I, wanna play. I go if he wanna yeah. So let's let's wrap up with this. Uh final predictions before we uh wrap this up and we'll go around. Start with you, uh Dave. Okay. Do the Bulls
2: final
1: make a trade. Do the Bulls okay. make a trade and what do you think of this?
2: Uh I don't think they make a trade. I hmm. think they do the buyout um and get a player that way. And I think it's a big that that's what I think. There go um I'm hoping I'm wrong and I'm hoping it's Jeremy Grant. I'll say that. <laughs> and and I don't give up Patrick Williams for it. Um I hope I hope they do make that trade or oh, I get Montrez or I get somebody like that. I'm completely all right with that. But it just feels like they're going to wait for a buyout because it feels like it's going to be some solid players available for what they need uh, when the buyout hits. And they'll probably go that route. Um, getting one of those guys more so than trading away uh, their assets, unless they can, you know, trade like uh, Dub's favorite player, Troy Brown Jr. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. then. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You, I guess did they declared I'm a short uh, What's his name again?
2: This is your deck <laughs> <name again. laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's my prediction though. I think, yeah, the buyout and picking up a, a big man, a
3: veteran big man is, is my thing. Okay. Yeah, I agree with Dave. Earlier in the year, I was all about the big trade, um, farms and whatever. But mm-hmm. now, this feels like I don't. If, they, if, anyone, if anyone can pull it out, it's it's, it's our front office. But uh, I don't know. I, I I I think this is a small trade. Like I said, get a Montrez buyout or whatever. A small trade, get a big man to rebound the basketball. Because uh, once this team's together, they are probably the best, they could be the best team in the league. You know, healthy, right? That's most great teams say. But I, I think just missing just that that power forward who could do a little bit of everything and rebound the basketball. And I think they're going to make a small move. And uh, and next year, hope that Patrick Williams bet on maybe next year more. With Patrick Williams and um, and um, Io giving it a better and running back that way. So I see a small move.
0: Hmm. I, I think – so I think I'm in on the – I think they'll do the shoulder move. And then – And obviously it'll be contingent on. So they'll have that on the table and then they'll, they'll use Kobe and the first and then DJJ to go and get addressed to starting four. And that way they'll keep Pat, but they'll maybe go get, I don't know who exactly the four will be. Maybe it'll be Jeremy Grant. Maybe it'll be Kuzma. Maybe it'll be PJ Washington. Maybe a big three team trade will happen where uh, Miles Turner goes to the Hornets. I don't know how long Miles Turner is out. I don't know if they'll want to do that trade anymore, but um, Miles Turner to the Hornets, for example, P.J. Washington to the Bulls, Kobe and a pick to – and DJJ to the Pacers because the Pacers are potentially looking to rebuild, so they want, you know, an asset and a pick. So, like, something like that. like Or, like I said, I don't know who that four will be. Maybe, like I said, maybe it'll be Jerry and or P.J. Washington – but, like, that Schroeder will be the first move, and then the second move will be addressing the four. That's my prediction. I think that's what's going to happen.
1: I'm going to say they make one move. I think it's going to be Washington. It's going to be a deal with Washington. I think I want- uh, Kuzma Hero, I think.
2: Mm. Which one, if you had to choose, would you take? uh maybe harold
1: okay but i don't know i don't know <laughs> Maybe cool. I, I don't know i think they're both good fits but i feel like harold brings that edge that this team kind of needs off the bench in a big and can get those rebounds and i feel like kuzma gives them like a three four who can uh can help the spacing out when you really need it. Because I think if you go out in the playoffs with Javante green as your power forward, teams are going to start ignoring him because he can't shoot. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and Mm -hmm. we saw it. I I still won't forget the Knicks games when, and I I think Stefan posted like a screenshot of it where they, he was like on one side of the court and his man was like guarding somebody else like far, far <laughs> so I, I think that can get exposed in the playoffs because again, he can't shoot. So I think the deal with Washington and then I think they bring a big man through buyouts. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Like is Tristan Thompson, is he even a buyout candidate? I don't know, but I mean, I feel like.
0: Yeah. We haven't heard much about like them even wanting to move on from him or him wanting out. Like to, I know they've made, I know they've said they made like, Guys available, like they've made. I think, like Rashawn Holmes I, that we had mentioned earlier. I think they made him available. I think they made Harrison Barnes available. Hmm. Um, I, and there were another team fans. that, yeah, I I think they I think well they used to be a team for Ben Simmons, but I think uh, the Kings just got annoyed with Daryl Morey because Daryl Morey's been all in on James Arden So yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. So. Yeah, I'm I'm rolling with that. I think they make one move. I lean towards Washington, but I can see them making a move for someone who's kind of like mid-level, around that mid-level salary, so it'd be easier to match up and maybe that Portland pick is used uh, to get somebody. So I'll roll with that.
2: Okay. Or maybe we can get three-time All-NBA Yaka Purdo, and then we'll really
0: be on <laughs> something. Yeah. Hey, Yaka is good. Hey, man, listen. and take- Bulls get Yaka Pirtle, I'll take him, be- yeah. You copping You're
1: the very happy. You copping the uh,
0: Yaku turtle oh, yeah. jersey. Oh Yaka- man, what? As soon as it <laughs> hit, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm getting. <laughs> as soon as it go out, I still got to get my IO jersey. Oh yeah, I, I definitely I my IO jersey. jersey. Yeah, I can feel it. I got way. I got my Caruso jersey. I just haven't received it yet. Like it's uh, someone's holding it for me because I they they did like a bulk purchase thing. Um. Mm. And it's like a really it's a nice jersey. I got the black one. Yeah, no, let me find out you person. got the
2: connects like that, Celine. What's up, man? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, well, out. it's just one
0: it's just one of those it's just one of those websites, right? Like you go to like it's like a hit or miss, but like they've used that site yeah. before and it's actually mm-hmm. good. Like, you know, they make good replicas, like like the really good, nice, like authentic replica jerseys. Yeah, um, yeah. So you don't have to pay full price. You don't have to pay like one hundred and twenty dollars.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I got so, my Kendall Gill, Illinois throwback. I understand. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so
0: I, I'm, I, I'll, I should be getting that at some point. So I got my crew. So um, and then I'm going to get my I.O. next. This is the, like this is funny. We're talking about getting jerseys. This is the first time in a long time I've started buying Bulls players jerseys again. <laughs>
1: I, mean, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I did buy like a Larry marketing and like Jersey shirt and I was really excited about it and now when I see it, I'm just like man, I don't know. You just saying.
0: get depressed. Yeah, yeah I have I have, a, I have, a lot, like I have the Jersey shirts, I don't, I, but yeah. I, don't, I don't talk about, that's not really counting as like an <laughs> actual it's not an actual Jersey
3: jersey, right? It's like you're not. Are they being, are they being used as rags or something like clean the washroom? Right. I, <laughs> I think
1: <laughs> The, the you know, last the last one I bought was, uh, or I got as a gift actually, uh, was the D Wade Bulls jersey.
2: Oh yes, sir. Oh yeah, wear that whenever you go on, on the show with me. And like, wait. Yeah. Put that jersey on. <laughs> yeah. I, that I, jersey. I love the way it's it's black too. I love it. Looks good. Oh oh, please put that on. So please, just <laughs> and, for me, do that. So I do have a, a Wendell Carter Jr. jersey. That was the only one I bought. It's mm. a Wendell because thirty four is my favorite number in basketball and. And it was like 30 bucks. It was on super sale. And I was like, oh, all yeah, right, I'll get that. Yeah. I got yeah,
0: my my last jersey was a Jimmy jersey I bought, Bulls jersey. Last About year. I that. <laughs> last year, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like year. you
2: bought a, you you had to replace it again. Like you got a brand
0: new one, new replica Jimmy uh, Bulls jersey. It, it, no, no. I've only worn it a couple of times. It's it's like it's a white one too. It's like a really nice, Ooh. like white jersey. So like nice. I, I try not to wear it too much because I get scared I'm gonna like stain it. Uh, <laughs>
3: but i have it I have it.
0: Uh, I have it it's it's nice i like it. it it was like it was super cheap too i was like man because i went i went i didn't even go shopping for a jersey or anything like i wasn't looking to buy like a jersey or like a, any sports gear in general i was look. i was going along looking for a new jacket like because my my one of my old jackets was just getting like worn out i was like i need a new winter jacket so i went to like burlington and uh, it was like there for like 15 bucks. Like, what the hell? You guys, you guys don't know what you have here, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this from you guys. I'm going to take this off your hands, Burlington.
2: Hey, guys, I, I got to read something to you. Just got sent to me uh, in a tweets from Cody Westerlin. Right. It says, Patrick, Patrick Williams has ramped up his conditioning. It's according to Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan says, I think there's a very strong possibility he returns by the end of the regular season.
0: Hmm. I've been saying it, man. I've been saying it. I have been saying that he's not going to be out for the rest of the season. And oh, I predicted. I've been
2: saying it, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I predicted after the All-Star game, so it'll be interesting to see exactly when. Yeah, that's what and I said that. too,
2: yep. I was like, yep, I said the same thing, Steve. I was Yo, like, what yeah, kind of... surprised if this month he, you see him
3: out there. I'm like, of... the should, should be together like a week or two before the playoffs, right? It's like... Yeah, yeah.
0: Shit, right, like, he, this man is Wolverine, man. He's like, yeah. yeah, the quickest I'm to, healer.
1: I'm trying to figure out what milk this guy is drinking. Like, <laughs> 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 He stayed in the game after that injury and was like, oh, yeah. no. Nah, I feel straight. It he put, shot, shot his free
2: throw. They played well. And,
1: yeah. Right. They're, like, they're like, yo, fam, your your wrist is broken. You gonna be out. Oh, for real? All right,
2: cool. All right, well, I'm going home. I'll catch y'all later. But, <laughs> right. Pat.
0: So practice to practice tomorrow. Pat has oh, a mutant man. Pat has a mutant X gene. I know it. Dude. Yes, he does. Yes he does. I know it. He's <laughs> he's his healer. He, that's his as that's, that's his mutant ability, quick his healer. Superpowers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I agree. I'm that's that's that. crazy. <laughs> I can't man, I can't wait. I, that's you know, it's so sad to think about. Like we've talked, you know, so much about um young our young guys that have developed and we've seen good play out of them. Pat would definitely have been one of those guys. Like I felt like Pat was getting too much heat to start the season because people were just trying to act like, you know, forgetting that he was coming off that ankle sprain and forgetting that he also had kind of hurt his shoulder because one of an opposing player fell on him. Um, and people were just kind of like being a little too nitpicky, I feel like, about where he was at and ignoring the, some of the things that he was doing. And I think by the time, like the, around the same time where we saw Io click and we saw how we've seen Tyler Cook go out there and do good things. You know, and you you think about this like, man, Pat would have been, you know, Can you imagine? around that same line where we're like, I can't believe we have all these young guys that are just making this team's ceiling mm. even higher now because we're just like we're not only a, older. Like I've already talked about it, like we're we're one of the ten youngest teams in the league, you know, and we're, that's something people don't really realize because people think you know they think about Demar which being over thirty. So a lot of the Bulls are an old team. They're not, you know, and when you consider those young guys like that and Pat would have been that he would a hundred percent. I have uh, like no doubt in my mind, just seeing these other young guys come in and improve uh, as the season has gone on, like Kobe, we've seen development in Kobe too. We would have seen that in Pat. And I think Pat would have been that four or five that we, you know, small ball five, like imagining like a lineup of like Zach, uh, So, a lineup of like IO, Lonzo, Caruso, and then one of Zach or DeMar, and then uh, Pat at the five. Oh, my God. That would have been such a fun lineup. That would be such a fun lineup. Like, just imagining that, like, defensively
3: spacing the floor, getting up and down, like, quick. Oh, man. That's that's a star lineup for a lot of teams. And you just, my head, oh, it just made me mad that I can't see IO and, and Pat together play. Like if he's giving if he's giving Vuce these passes in the paint, right? Because yeah. that's all Patrick mm-hmm. Williams does is cut. That's what he does. If, 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 if they're on the four to five, Vooch and then I use the right, Vuce, right, right.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. And then the second team, second team, right. it just it's it's like Houston's starting lineup. It's like they are starting lineup on a bad team. It's like mm-hmm. the second team is just as good as a, a bad team, and they're three they starters on. So it's. Yeah, man. Not I, I to be happy about, man. Not
2: to be happy about. It's
1: gonna they, be. It's gonna be interesting to see how much he can like, you know, how his shooting is looking like post wrist like surgery and how everything. Like defense, I'm not even worried about. It'd be interesting to see like how he is in terms of like the shot. If right. the shot
0: is still fine, then yeah, I think it should be because it's a. It wasn't a shooting hand that got. Yeah. No, it wasn't. All right. So like, as long as he's able to like, you know direct the ball, like, with the ball placement. Mm-hmm. That's going to be, obviously, but if he's gained, if he's regained strength in that wrist, it should be, I don't see a concern because, like I said, his, his shooting hand is intact. So,
3: yeah. there was no issues there. About, we also talked about um, people bringing the ball up the court, right? He could do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, like I said, and, and and that's why I liked him at that small ball five because he could be that um, that short roll big. Like you, you a guy that like just like getting the ball and can find shooters at the corner or make the right pass, you know, to a cutter or two. Like got he's he has that ability as well, like a, 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 as a solid passer, uh, and that development could be there too. Like Chris said, like CeeDee said, he could potentially be a guy that brings the ball up and you know can start the offense
3: at least. I am gonna yeah. say this team, this team looks spectacular in my head, bro. It's just yeah, bro. It does mine too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you like I said, and then if like
0: if AK can make a trade and address the four, because I still think like this season it's tough to project so much on Pat to be like, well, okay, okay, he's coming back, so he's gonna be the answer to the four for the for a playoff run that's tough. Like you still need mm-hmm. to just let him find his way before you put that pressure yeah. on him. Um, because it's good that he's coming back, no doubt about that. But I don't want to put that pressure on Pat that like, you need to be the savior at that four right now. Um, so, like, if you, if AK can address the four without giving up Pat, which it sounds like the, Pat isn't that we're not trading. It does. It would be pretty shocking. Like we, I think we would all be like, "Wow, I can't believe he did this." Um, mm-hmm. We're assuming that Pat is just not going anywhere. So, if he gets so, if he addresses the starting forward, then you get Pat back too. And it's like, okay, Pat, now you can just work yourself back at your take your time. Whatever you do out there is a cherry on top, it's gravy. Um, but like, yeah, we'll, we'll be cooking, man. We'll be cooking.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it. And I mean, it seems deep as hell. So, if Pat's just. Like, I don't even feel like Pat really has it. Like, he doesn't have to save the day or anything. He's just a star in his own role. and
3: he has to be Paul right. himself. Yeah,
1: I'm yeah. We're
3: already on that, you yeah. know?
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly. And big game tonight against Philly. So, I'm about to see them take care of business in about 30. Oh, dang that Time went by for about 30 minutes. We're about to yeah. see them take care of business. Uh, no Zach, no Kobe tonight, or today. No Zach, or no Kobe. So, uh, should still be a good game. Uh, otherwise, big day seat up any final thoughts before we wrap up man uh
2: yes uh well first of all you can follow us uh on social media at ball sports uh at ball sports one the number one for uh chris uh check out our podcast ball and ball on bulls on anywhere you find social media i mean anywhere you find your podcast uh we're there spotify google play wherever uh we're there so check out both those podcasts and also because Chris is so nice to model this uh, lovely hoodie that he's wearing. <laughs> this will be available tomorrow, starting on Mondays. This will be available to buy and purchase and to wear. So ball hoodies coming at you in different colors. We'll have some awesome limited edition ones also that will be dropping uh, very soon as well. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that starting tomorrow.
0: We'll be cop- I will be copping one of those, yes. I assure right on, you. Right on. Yeah, those things look good. I like the black and red
2: one.
1: Right. Oh,
0: yes sir, yes sir. Yeah, we, we if got you guys stuff coming. If you guys do like it would be really cool, like even on a t shirt, if you guys do like the new logo that you have with them mm-hmm. all, and then like the last one with the with the like the Chicago colors, like the blue and that on a shirt, too, that would be, that'd be tight. I'd cop that for sure.
3: I'd cop that for sure. that down real quick. Yeah. You, I, oh, old ideas. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we got, we got, just, some, we got oh, some ideas.
0: Oh, I was just saying, I was just trying to give you ideas. I was just trying to <laughs> No, t- it's good. I, no, I'm saying, no,
2: no, no. I'm saying we're here, is what I'm oh, saying. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. Like,
0: yeah. That's okay. what I'm saying. So I'm <laughs> just saying, I would I, cop, cop that for sure, man. Like, I will get that because that, that's be like I love yeah, stuff is coming. I love like the logos that you the the, the design that how you guys do different things with it and change it up. Like, you, you haven't kept it the same since yeah. the inception of the show. You've changed it constantly. And I really like the I really like the different designs that you do, with your with the ball logo. So it's really good.
3: Well, thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: Salim, any final thoughts from you?
0: Yeah, man, I'm hoping they can finally beat Embiid. <laughs> like, can we get one win against this fan? One win. Uh, they, they don't have – I guess they don't have Korkmaz, who's a Bulls killer, so he's not oh, going to be hitting – Oh, freaking Korkmaz. Oh, they don't yeah. have Cork Korkmaz? Yeah, yeah. man, apparently he's out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think they said Ty, Tybo might be out too, so that would be Ooh, helpful. Oh, what? Oh and my he goodness! He said there were. He was questioning. I know it was either a game time decision or questionable. Okay, um, that's huge, um, man. Let me see here. I think so. Yeah, because he like. said, yeah, table questionable for Sunday's game. Uh, wow! That's oh amazing. damn it! Now they said Kirkmais could be back.
3: This oh, does oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh
0: he was originally listed as out, but now they're saying he's going thirty four. Uh, let
1: me say, yeah,
0: oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm hoping, like, <laughs> I'm hoping they can finally beat Embiid. He's. They said he was nine and zero against the Bulls. Like when he plays, the Bulls don't oh, don't beat Philly. It's like, come on, man, we gotta gotta
3: get one, man. Yeah, yeah. We, gotta
0: one. we gotta get one, get yeah. one against this dude.
3: It's my point, man. That's why I, this is the game I want to see Vuce like actually act like he wants to play against Embiid. Like we yeah. haven't been a chance to this. I'm <laughs> kind of equalize what he does offensively something. Yeah, I'm with otherwise, you. It's last. definitely
2: on him this game. Yeah, you like yeah. with Zach and him being out, like, it's definitely on him, man. So, yeah, I want to see him just continue to do what he's been doing.
1: Uh, yeah. I'll, That's I'll, about I'll, it. Yeah. Hopefully Voo steps up to the challenge, man, otherwise, and B going to start saying, has he already said, like, this is my house? Like, something like that or like i don't know like he owns the united center or something like that. i mean hopefully no point i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we don't get to that point man
2: <laughs> seriously yeah man
1: <laughs> oh man but uh special shout out to uh, big david c cedo for dropping by again and blessing us with some jewels man always great having you on the show uh as always you can you can catch us right here on the Barroom network check out our past shows wherever you get your podcast and we will catch you next time bulls fans